Welcome to Anime Out of Context, a comedy review show hosted by a basement dweller who grew up scrounging terrible fan subs on sketchy websites prior to the convenience of modern streaming, alongside a willfully ignorant soul whose only knowledge of anime comes from the shows forced upon him here. This show will contain spoilers, incorrect information, and copious amounts of adult language. Our hosts are not experts on any topic, and everything they say should be taken with a grain of salt. Thank you for listening, and enjoy. Hello and welcome to Anime Out of Context, the show where I attempt to explain the sometimes weird, sometimes wonderful, but always hilarious world of anime. And the angels have descended from on high to beat my ass. I'm Sean Rollins. I'm Remington Chase. Well, Remington. So, it's Sean, not... I, 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 no. I, I want to briefly. No, you did this last year. No, stop. Stop. <laughs> Let me get my intro out of the way. <laughs> I've been preparing for weeks, you son of a bitch. You're not allowed. No, you cannot. You put me through 12 days of fucking hell. I am not well, letting I just, you I just Well, I, I just, like, last year, I was so generous to everybody and gave no, them exactly what they No, you weren't. I no, you them, weren't. I will, I will tank the podcast right now, Rem. Excuse me? I will bring it fucking down. You are not allowed to take this shit away from me. Did I or did I not last year give the people what they want? I did. I took over on Christmas, no, saved the day. No, you did nothing of the sort, sir. I did. You swooped in like a fucking vulture <laughs> and stole all the credit. All like right, the... so I suppose I can let you speak. Good, Rem. It's Christmas. You know, <laughs> Christmas. The happy time of year where we're supposed <laughs> to be good to each other. And friendly and loving. Peace among men and all that shit. <laughs> so, Rem, since it's Christmas, let's talk about purgatory. <laughs> Alright, so I assume, I assume that we're doing angel beats, unless you hate birds. Um, no, unless, you, unless you hate avian wildlife. Uh, because uh, the, one of our lovely patrons is... Uh, offering a, a nice donation for everybody who has helped coerce us into uh, doing angel beats uh, for Christmas. So I assume that's what we're doing, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe you've been become embittered, and maybe we're in purgatory for a different reason. I hope it's because angels are found there. Uh, but it it could just be that you're destroyed. I mean, it I could am be just that you're dead. I am destroyed, Rat. I'm a broken man. You. <laughs> Like, for those who aren't members of our Patreon, uh, you don't know exactly what the man put me through, but let me tell ya, it was pretty fucking rough. If you thought the episode we released to the public was bad, oh buddy, that was just the tip of the fucking iceberg. Everything after that was much worse. Hey, Ex but it's Christmas now, right? It, that's mm -hmm. all under the bridge, you know? It is. We'll see. We have a whole year to look forward to, Ram. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> You know, end a year poorly, begin a new year, you know, better. That That's the idea, right? Right? Yeah, of course. Certainly not to take out, like, hideous, heinous revenge on uh, your podcast co-host. That's definitely not a New Year's resolution people want to have. Um, but that's besides the point, Rem. Because, Rem, today we are, in fact, discussing Angel Beats. And, Rem, this is a complicated show. Not in nature of the show itself, but complicated for me as... Uh, the person running this podcast. Uh, because, Rem, Angel Beats is a, quite frankly, historically beloved show from... Oh, no. 
Like, oh no, we can't take beloved shows on Christmas. I'm gonna, I'm gonna ruin it. Mmm. Yes, and not only that, Rem. Uh, this show is so beloved that even, even a younger Sean, back when this first aired, watched it and was quite frankly adored it, loved it, and it is uh, a very fond memory. And uh, I shit you not, Rem. Every time I hear the first OP to this series, my eyes automatically missed up. <laughs> I, I, I am a grown-ass man, but every time I hear that OP, I just get a little, <laughs> oh, and it, it, it's, it's bad. Like, I was sitting at work, uh, like, having this uh, for research, and out of nowhere, uh, is, went to the next episode, played the song, and all of a sudden, I just kind of, like, just sniffled a little bit, and I literally almost had a tear rolling down my face. If my coworkers had looked at me, Rem, they would have been like, are, are you okay? See, and okay? there, there's a part of me that's like, oh, hell yeah, I want to be emotionally fucked up for Christmas, but there's another part of me that's like, there's been a lot of anime we've watched where people are like, oh man, it made me cry, and I'm like, oh man, this is very poorly written. And I, <laughs> I'm really hoping it's in the former category, because it is Christmas, and I don't want to spoil everybody's day. I mean, Rem, I will say that if this goes as poorly as I'm worried it will. John, be uh, honest with me, all right? Be honest to me, be honest to all the people right now. Okay. In your genuine evaluation, do you think I will like it? So, Rem. What do you think is more probable, Sean? What I think is most probable, there are going to be aspects of it you enjoy. That much I can guarantee. Cap. And that's primarily due to all the child murder. <laughs> all right i'm sold say no more we're in merry christmas everybody let's do it <laughs> whether or not that all comes together as a cohesive thing that you fully enjoy hard to say are there going to be some criticisms you have 100 percent uh because i mean for frame of reference rem this anime came out in 2010 oh and we mm. haven't really covered a whole lot of shows from 2010 mm. but Those this the is dark times sean no 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 you're thinking of 2012 Okay, listen here, fucko. Yeah. I don't think too much would have changed in those two years. You'd be surprised, Rem. <laughs> You'd be fucking surprised. I mean, that was the world, like, 2009, we got Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. <laughs> oh my god. And that's great. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, and we also got season two of K-On in 2010, so, you know. Well, Alright, so, there's gonna be child murder, we got Purgatory, Angels, uh, is there anything else that I should, I should know before we have a, a nice child murdery Christmas? Uh, genuinely, Rem, I should actually tell you what the show's about, probably. That's probably, that is kind of what I do on the podcast. Angels like, I just get... drumming. No. Angels kicking ass. Yes, actually. Okay, alright. <laughs> Second but try was the one. <laughs> angel singular. Singular. There's only one angel, Rem. Oh, okay. So it's, the the full title, it, it's, it's abbreviated. Angel Beats, it's actually just unangel. Beats the crap out of children, full stop. I mean, she also <laughs> plays the piano. Oh, it's a she. Oh. Yeah. Sexism on my part. I assumed it was a male. Yeah. How dare you, sir? How dare you? <laughs> on Christmas, sexism on Christmas. Never have I heard such a thing. Uh, but no, Rem. Uh, the story of Angel Beats is, like, premise-wise, very interesting. And I think you'll agree with me on that. Uh, because, Remington, the first thing you need to know about the series is everybody's fucking dead. Good start, good start. Good start. Uh, and it's about our uh, main character, uh, uh, Yuzuru Otonashi. And uh, he is, uh, he wakes up 
without many memories on a school campus that is completely huge and weird. And he wakes up next to a girl holding a giant sniper rifle, pointing it down away from him. Uh, mm. And the person that uh, is being, and she is currently pointing it at a young silver haired girl, just kind of walking around minding her own business. Of course. You know, as all these things start. And the story essentially begins with uh, the sniper girl who is called a uh, Yuri, Yuri Nakamura. Yeah. Uh, explaining to him, it's like, hey, guess what? Uh, you're here, so that probably means you're dead. Congrats. Um, and we want you to join our little group. Uh, our little group is rebelling against uh, that angel down there uh, because we do not want to disappear. I see. As the whole premise of the show, Rem, is it's about all these uh, kids in this high school uh, who have all died and are essentially stuck in this purgatory high school and are just trying to get by and rebelling in their own little way. Meanwhile, you have uh, the angel down there who just wants them to treat this like a normal school life so that they can hopefully move on. Because as it turns out, this is kind of like a space in between death where all these uh, characters are kind of kind of stuck in purgatory, essentially. And it's all story... vibing, you know? Vibing in the afterlife. Yeah. And this is just a little, sto- a little story of their, like, uh, comedic interactions and some dark stories. And, uh, you know, just occasionally they kill each other. Occasionally. But it's okay, Rem, because they get better. <laughs> perfect for you. Perfect. I mean, they're in purgatory. They're not going to actually die. They're just going to feel lots of horrible, violent pain. And then be better a little while later. And that's kind of what we're dealing with, Rem. We're dealing with uh, the story of this school and these characters and, you know, the whole concept of death. Merry Christmas! Hey! So that's basically all you need to know. Uh, the show leans heavy into a lot of comedy. The show leans into a lot of sadness as well. And most importantly, kids die every episode, Rem. So, theoretically... I, it has a lot could... of ingredients I like. Exactly, exactly. Theoretically, this could be a show just for you. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping. I'm, I am rooting very much for Angel Beats to succeed, but there's only one way to see. Yeah, because Rem, and part of the charity deal was like, hey, just show them eight episodes. <laughs> oh, I see, I see. I, that yeah, was, yeah. That's what we want. Uh, and if they do really good, uh, you can show them more. Uh, Rem, if I showed you eight episodes, that would probably mean we'd have to do a revisit episode. But that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. So, because... so I'm watching. I'm watching twelve episodes. No, Rem. Fuck. You're watching thirteen. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Because, because Rem, <gasps> like, yeah, <gasps> yeah, no, it's a short story as far as anime go. One season, thirteen episodes. It's an anime original, so it doesn't have a source material to draw from. All right. For Christmas, I'll try not to be a little bitch about it. Yeah. No, Rem. This is this is what you, you put me through. Twelve days of hell. You can handle thirteen <laughs> episodes. <laughs> Hey! 13 episodes of a widely beloved show. A couple of those days weren't god-awful. One I comes to mind, Rem. Only one. And that's because I was apathetic, mostly. <laughs> uh, don't worry, they're, they're, they'll, they'll probably be a second that we haven't recorded yet, maybe. 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 Rem, uh, doubtful. Doubtful. Hard Maybe doubt. Maybe it's the one being uploaded today. Ooh, oh, the it, final it, day. <laughs> if it's the final day, fuck no, it's not going to be good. It might be the worst <laughs> one you've had yet, which is... <laughs> Gonna be impressive because you fucked me hard on day two, so I don't know how it could have gotten much worse. <laughs> oh man! So without further ado, Rem, let's go straight into our 2022 Christmas special, as requested by the viewers. 
Let's go straight into Angel Beats. Sean, maybe that's it. Maybe Angel Beats just has the single greatest dub of all time. Oh my God, absolutely stunning. Beautiful. Sure, he burned an orphanage, but he didn't have all the facts straight. Rev, I don't know what the, your relationship with your siblings are like, but you can give your siblings a hug, my guy. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back after watching all 13 episodes of the hit anime Angel Beats. And Remington, you're gonna have to be careful. It's Christmas, Rem. Are you going to break the hearts of so many people who specifically organized a revolt in order to get this anime covered? Because you know, I, I, I do, I do want to want to say uh, the the revolt absolutely uh, a, a lovely revolt because you know it's for a good a good cause. So that that is lovely. Mm. Thanks again to uh, uh, to to Farmer Weeb uh, do doing great work. Uh, the birds are are very grateful. Uh, we we've done Angel Beats. Our our patrons uh help help support it, and and because of that, uh, you're helping out the birds. Uh, and, and that that's lovely. That's great. Why do I feel a butt, Rem? <laughs> In other news, so uh, uh, Dylan has some drink recommendations for this. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, 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 of course, there's. Of course, the, uh, yeah, yeah. He, he he suggests like uh, spiked eggnog is is a classic. Of course. Mm, uh, I see. He, I see. He also thinks that hot toddies are, in his words, fucking great for warming one's soul. And, he just uh, barely sent that to you, didn't he? <laughs> he just barely said, you're floundering, sir. I know that for a fact because I was just in the room with him and he was looking at a post about hot toddies and how he was planning on making some tonight. Remington, you are stalling, sir. It's almost like you feel a sense of fear, a sense of dread, a sense of, oh no, my opinions on this show are going to get me in a lot more trouble also, than I anticipated. I just anticipated. want to remind everyone, we just did the 12 Days of April Fool's. No, that was a blast. No, that was no, tons no, of fun no. over on Patreon. Yeah, we did. We did do that. You did torture me for 12 days straight. Uh, over the span of six months, it's complicated. Time is a flat uh, circle. Good memories. Don't you love Christmas? Mm, man, Rem. I have a distinct feeling that you're about to ruin Christmas for a lot of people. <laughs> like, at first it was just me. It was just me that you're ruining Christmas for. But now, now you're going for the throat on everybody who loves and supports us. Man, Rem, that's like a grand betrayal, if anything. I don't need to ruin Christmas if we just never talk about it. <laughs> Sean, uh, oh. I... I really wanted to like this show, and I caught myself, like, deliberately trying to excuse bullshit because it's Christmas and our, our lovely patrons staged a coup over Angel Beats, so I wanted to like it because it's Christmas. Um, but even with genuinely trying my damnedest and trying to... To make some excuses for it, which I, I pride myself in being an honest reviewer, but uh, I, I caught myself with a few moments of dishonesty, and yeah, it... Alright, I'm gonna be up front with everybody, here it comes, La last chance to dip out, have some of uh, Dylan's drink recommendations, and forget all about this. Um, Angel Beats is 
a shit show. It is really bad. Oh, God. Ram. For the first couple episodes, I thought, okay, it's it's not going great, you know? But, hey, maybe it'll take a few episodes to hit its stride. But it got worse and worse and worse. And if it, uh, uh, all of our lovely listeners, they can tell by the, the length of this episode, I have a lot of thoughts. Oh, fuck. So here we go. <laughs> I, I have a genuine question, Sean. Mm-hmm. Angel Beats is so bad that I have to ask this, and I don't know if it's going to be, aha, you got me, or if it's going to be, like, what the fuck are you talking about, Remington? I don't know how you're going to respond. Um... Am, am I, is, is this a prank? Is this, Man, is, was this chosen because it was so obviously bad or, <laughs> and, and you just told me otherwise? Uh, well, let, let's break the format a little bit, shall we? Yeah, yeah, please do. <laughs> because, Ram. I want to be honest, I, this show is so poorly done. I see, I see. Interesting, interesting. All right, we'll break the, we'll break the format a little bit. In your personal opinion, Rem, what do you think the mouse score for this show is? Oh, God. See, I'm terrified. because My brain is so skewed because it's like a bunch of people requesting it, but now I'm like, was that... Is it a meme? It's been requested... So, I've seen people request it so much. Is it because of because it's a meme and they just... They genuinely convinced me it wasn't? Or is it not a meme? Oh, God. Um... I think it's gonna be high sevens. Ah, uh, fuck. I, I, I'm worried that it's not a meme. I think it's gonna be 7.86. Well, Ren, with uh, 1.2 million ratings. Oh my god. Uh, Angel Beats, uh, which aired in spring of 2010, uh, has a mouse score of 8.07 and is currently the 28th most popular anime on the site and has just shy of 1.9 million members because, Remington, this anime is special to so many people. Not to mention, it has a lot of commentary on Japanese society. It has a lot of interactions that uh touched a lot of people back in the day oh, no so ram genuinely you're you're kind of alone in this one we're gonna have a couple people who are like yeah i didn't fully get it either but at the same time there's gonna be a lot of people who are gonna uh, automatically say that you are being way too harsh let way me too front critical. load this let me front load this a little bit all right no say. it's too late ram you've already said it's a bad horribly <laughs> done show which I agree with, but... Don't make it sound like I'm saying that. You said that. I'm copying <laughs> what you said. <laughs> but if if the last time you watched this show, uh, especially if it was, like, the last and the only, like, the, when you watch a show, if you were in, say, middle school or early high school or earlier, basically, like, if you were 14 or younger, you, you get a pass from me. It's okay. Uh, I understand why someone in that position would like this show and why they would have nostalgia for it. However, if it's been that long since you have seen the show, 
then don't come yelling at me unless you've seen it more recently, okay? <laughs> Here's the thing, Rem. People do yearly rewatches of this show. Oh, fuck. That shit. All right, let's jump in. No, 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 Rem. I'm not done. Oh, God. I'm going to give oh. you a stat breakdown as well, because, like... Oh. I, it's true that I originally watched it back when it first aired, and it affected me in a lot of ways, and I may be slightly brainwashed because every time I hear that first opening theme, I tear up. I can't help it. It is literally a gut reaction every time I hear that opening song. Uh, it was a good discussion on death for me at the time because I needed that discussion in my life and nobody would uh, give it to me. But Rem, 227,000 people gave this a 10 out of 10. 283,000 people gave it a 9 out of 10. 326,000 people gave it an 8 out of 10, and then uh, 217,000 gave it a 7, and then it dips dramatically low, where only uh, 89,000 people gave it a 6, and then lower and lower and lower. Only about 3,000 people gave this show a 1 or 2 out of 10. This show is so heavily adored and beloved in the old-school anime community that it is... Well, it is... uh, it is, for a lot of people, required viewing. And the thing is, Rem, I knew you weren't going to like it coming into it. I knew for a fact you weren't going to like it. <laughs> which is why I never wanted to show it to you. Sean, I, I made a comment in part one of the podcast uh, that uh, 2010, that, that's in the sphere of like the dark age of anime. And I stand by that because it fits all too well with a, a couple of others that are in the podcast's Hall of Shame. I'm not going to name them. We'll get emails. But if you've listened to the podcast, you know what they are. And... <laughs> and It's like you want people to be mad at you, Ram. But those those anime are also beloved. It really not just to the seems, same degree as this, Ram. Really, not to the same degree them, as this. One of them uh, it's, it's, is. Name one, it. <laughs> one name of it. them for some reason is. Fucking name it, coward. Goddamn Attack on Titan. <laughs> Not, no, Rem, two very different uh, audiences. Very different audiences. Well, sure, different audiences, but still, it's far more beloved than it has any right to be, and it's largely coming from a place, I believe, of nostalgia. Uh, I think people have convinced themselves that this is a better show, and, and if we don't start talking about it, we'll, 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 this episode will be three hours long, because I have four pages of notes. All right, I'm going to shut up now, and I'm just going to let you talk for the remainder of the podcast, Rem, because <laughs> genuinely, I, I admit it, I have a strong bias towards this show, and nothing will change my mind, and I don't want to get angry at you during Christmas, which is why, folks, I didn't want to show him this show. Cheers. So, so there you go. I'm shutting up now. You can just cut my audio from the rest of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it, leave it be alone gonna be, with a little bit of rope, you know, a little little bit of rope, and then it's up to me. <laughs> it's yep. up to me to tie that news. You're getting rope, a shovel, and let's just see how deep you dig, my guy. Okay, so uh, we, we start off fairly strong, actually, where uh, our, our main character, Adenashi, uh, or if, as I have written in my, my very plentiful notes, uh, I just shorten to Otto every time. Uh... So I'm probably just gonna call him Otto, which, uh, which, which uh, some people may be angry about. It's fine. It's fine. It, if anything, it's friendly. It's friendly. Good old Otto. Hey, cheerio, uh, bird dude. So our our good pal Otto, 
Uh, he wakes up in the middle of the street. He has no memories. He doesn't know what's going on. And a girl is like, hey, get up. Uh, he sees that she is holding a sniper rifle. She's holding a sniper rifle, pointing it uh, in into it looks like it, they're they're in a school. She's pointing it sort of at the the track and field section. It's uh, late at night, and she's like, "Hey, uh, are you ready to join uh, uh, join the battlefront?" And he's like, "What the fuck?" And she's like, "Oh, you're dead. This is the afterlife. We're fighting back. Let's do this." And he's like, "What's going on?" She's like, "If you're the type to keep asking questions like that." You're not going to make it far here, right? Uh, and we see that she's ready to shoot this uh, schoolgirl with white hair uh, named Tenshi, who's way over there. Uh, it's interesting. Oh, what's, what's going on, right? Uh, this really solid start. Really solid start. It feels intriguing, mysterious, intense, dangerous. Lots of, lots of strong... Uh, feelings and vibes in in the first couple minutes here. Uh, Otto is is reluctant. He's like, I, are you, what's wrong with the girl? Why are you gonna just shoot the girl? And Yuri, uh, the the girl, the girl with the sniper rifle is named Yuri. And Yuri is like, oh, uh, she's an angel. Uh, it's a long story. She she is the big bad. She she is the great antagonist of this world. Uh uh. Another guy joins in and sides with Yuri uh, and sort of threatens Otto, right? But Otto is like, this is, this seems a lot like bullshit. I'm just gonna go over to Tenshi and talk to her then. And so he goes and talks to her and he's like, hey, uh, who are you? And she's like, I'm the student council president. He's like, dope, dope. Uh, someone's pointing a sniper rifle at you and... They say you're an angel, and she's like, no, I'm not an angel. And he's like, yeah, that'd be ridiculous. They also like, uh, do you know where like a hospital's at? Because I'm feeling a little bit woozy. And she's like, there are no hospitals. We can't get sick because uh, we can't die. And he's like, we can't die? What the fuck are you talking about? And she's like, yeah, we can't die. And so he's like, prove it. And so she's, she uses uh, uh, the hand sonic. All right, how the fuck to describe this? It's a blade she summons uh, and fights with. Like, it's not that hard, Rem. <laughs> oh, I, I, I feel like that's underselling it, but we'll go with it. I mean, it's like a, it's a wrist blade, essentially, is the nice way to phrase it. She can summon a wrist blade through magical programming. Yeah. Uh, and she slices him, and you, uh, smash cut to him waking up in the school infirmary. Now let's talk a moment about smash cuts, shall we? This one, decently used, right? Slice, boom, wake up in infirmary, cool. However... Why, they can be used for dramatic effect where you go from high intensity to a quick low intensity, right? But say that you were to smash cut any time any scene got really intense. And, like, if 60% of those smash cuts were from battle scene to either infirmary or classroom, um, and we almost never get to see that action because it always just cuts away dramatically. Uh, that'd be a little bit disappointing. Let's see if that happens. Uh, so he, he wakes up in the infirmary, right? He's confronted by uh, the guy with a big scythe who was siding with Yuri earlier. Uh, he, uh, scythe guy, attacks Otto, uh, cuts him into 100 pieces, and Otto, like, wakes up, once again, re-wounded, but feeling better. He sees, okay, I cannot die. Um, there's some traps around the school, but eventually uh, he gets into the, the principal's office, but that 
Well, he wakes up in the principal's office after being yeeted by a trap. Uh, and he wakes up to uh, Yuri and her crew all coming up with different names for uh, the battlefront. Um, and it seems like their goal is to... <laughs> okay. All right. Now, here we get to a sticking point. Because this is somewhat important. I think you would agree, Sean. Talking about, like, the, the battlefront, what it is, what its goals are, relatively important. It sets the stage for the entire show moving forward. Um, and they want to avoid being obliterated, right? Which they know they know that Tenshi, the the white-haired girl, can do. She can obliterate people. Uh, and if if you just accept normal school life, then you're going to get obliterated. You're you're going to get obliterated. You're going to disappear. It's going to be fucked. Uh, and after that, it seems like the running theory on the battlefront is that you get reincarnated as something shitty. And therefore, obliteration is bad. Later on, they will have other reasons-ish. But the opening reason, and they really emphasize this, is to avoid reincarnation as something shitty. It's um, mostly that they don't know what's going to happen next and want to fight against it, rather than just go with the system. Yeah, and uh, I, you, a question I had is, they seem to have a lot of beliefs, but not a lot of data. Um, this is not being proven to auto, um, nor either with demonstrations, nor with any level of reasoning. It's been shown he cannot die, but everything else is not indicated in any way. They talk about how uh, everybody except the Battlefront and maybe Tenchi are NPCs, which is a concept that is hardly clarified throughout the entirety, and only really clarified in, like, the final two episodes. I had a I had so many questions about the NPCs and they are just not addressed. And it's like, oh, uh, uh, all right, so NPCs, how do they work? And it, Yuri explains it to Otto where it's like, ah, they're like people. Oh, okay, cool. Awesome. They, they're so convincing. They're, they're basically exactly like real people. So how do we, what? <laughs> all right, cool. But their, their goal, their exclusive goal, is to eliminate Tenshi, all right? Tenshi, she is uh, the absolute villain of all of this. Student Council pre uh, President, she tries to bring order and uh, keep things in line. But if they can keep fighting against Tenshi, if they can bring her down, then they will not risk obliteration. Um, we also get introductions in the worst style that I complain about relatively often on the podcast, but it's genuinely like here is nine different characters all with a name and a personality trait. Good luck remembering these, fuckwad. Uh, how many of those matter, you may ask? T two? I'm genuinely trying to think if it's more than two. Uh, Sean, you may be more helpful. In your opinion, how many of them matter? Ah, you're not dragging me into this, bud. I'm letting you do no, this all yeah, on your yeah. own. Well, I'm, I, I'm, I'm here to learn, Sean. How many uh, how many characters, in your honest opinion, do you think really matter overall in Angel Beats? Six or seven, maybe eight. <laughs> all right, I'm, I'm gonna try to list all of them. Right, so I'll, I'll go. I'll even count forward. So, uh, and, and specifically in the battlefront. So not counting like Tenshi or Otto, which obviously both of them matter. Uh, Yuri, I'll, I'll I'll even give Yuri, even though. Uh, Technically, we've already been introduced to her. All right, so uh, we we have Yuri, 
We have Hinata. Maybe you can say Yui? I would say yes. <laughs> TK is very important to me, Rem. Don't block <laughs> TK. Okay, yeah. Oh, sure. I'll, I'll give you the comic relief. Sure, why the fuck not? Uh, I'll give you TK as comic relief and say that that's relevant. Um, You gotta love that broken English. It's something. Is there anybody you would like to add to this list right now, Sean? I could just go down the list of the characters and, but, uh... <laughs> you go, you know, you... Sean, Sean, are you telling me that bland bitch twink boy? Which one? Uh, it, it, the small one. Oh, the one who the joke is he doesn't have much of a presence and not much of a personality? You tell me he's relevant? You tell me he's important? You tell me he matters to the overall story? You're telling me that removing his character would dramatically change oh, even a single episode of Angel Beat. We'd be missing quite a few punchlines. You say quite a few, I think genuinely two or three. And even then, you could fill those punchlines with any other character. Uh, well, well, all right. Then there's, uh, there's, uh, Sheena. Sheena. Hey, I even remember her name. You tell me she's important? She gets distracted by a cute thing once. She bounces a broom a couple times. Tell me she's important. So that's you're gonna you're gonna tell me that right now, Sean. Yeah, sure. Why not? You're she's right, important to a lot of people. I'm not saying she's not important to a lot of people. I'm saying she's not important to the goddamn show. Uh, I I can accept that they provide a, a personality trait and a half for her so that you can write fan fiction and you can imagine you can create a good character out of your imagination. But that good character is from the fans. It is not from the script. Uh, but we get we get introduced to so many characters here. Uh, we'll see when I bring any of them up, really. Uh, so after like introductions and everything and uh, Yuri giving exposition, uh, we get immediately thrown into Operation Tornado, where essentially they're going to steal food tickets from the NPCs. Um, which it still, I feel, has not been adequately proven that the NPC concept is valid, especially, like, to Otto. But also, it seems like it hasn't been really proven to anybody. No, it hasn't. So, this is sort of super fucked up, in my opinion. It's <laughs> just... The battle... Alright. And, and this is also sort of just an accurate telling of the story from some details we'll learn later. Uh... The Battlefront are just a bunch of asshole bullies, but they're not presented as such, which is not great. So their goal is to steal money from all of the quote-unquote NPCs. Uh, so they have a, a band perform as a diversion, a bunch of people set to distract Tenshi so she doesn't stop it, right? Otto is confronted by her early on. He shoots her because, by the way, there are a bunch of guns. There's a ton of guns. Uh, they make endless guns through their magical forge city underneath the school, which sounds like it should be a lot more important than it is. We'll get to that as well. Uh, but uh, he tries to shoot her. She has a bunch of different powers that she can use. Uh, so uh, backup arrives, but they're no match for Tenshi. Uh, but they are able to get uh, s some of the lunch tickets, so they're able to get food. Uh, and, like, this Operation Tornado, it felt like a solid scene going back and forth from, like, Tenchi uh, fighting off the entire crew to this intense band scene. But there was, like, no build for this. It could have been a really dope moment. 
Because they had, like, some good ingredients there. The going back and forth, right? Uh, the, the band creates a natural soundtrack for the action sequence of Battlefront versus Tenshi. But we were just thrown into this episode one with no context, and Tenshi will continue to be a main villain for a hot minute, but it's never explained why. Uh, what was the anime we saw recently, Sean, where... Oh, Little Witch Academia. Little Witch Academia. Uh, let's make a weird comparison. You know, uh, in Little Witch Academia, I complained when uh, there there was the, the, the rich, super talented witch, right? And the main character for one episode suddenly just, like, despised her and kept talking shit for no good reason. That's how I feel about the entire Battlefront, including Otto now, versus Tenshi. Where Tenshi has done nothing to indicate any malice. I guess as an audience member, we're just supposed to take their word that she's this great evil force, but we see nothing evil from her, so it just comes across as wildly unnecessary and also pretty fucked up. But that's that's not what the show is going for. And I know that's not what the show is going for, because later on, all right, let's get into a little bit of spoilers. It turns out in what the show presents as a very significant twist, that it turns out Tenchi is not evil. She's actually just like them. And it all came from a misunderstanding. In fact, uh, she, she only acts in self-defense, never in offense. So you all have been borderline torturing this girl for who knows how long? Because once again, even though you can't die, you can feel pain. She has felt these bullets. What the fuck? And it's never like, oh my god, that's... We need to wrestle with that. We have made this person's life a living hell. There there will be one line in the final episode about it. That is all. It's real difficult for me to feel sympathy for these characters when they are like the most extreme version of bullies that you could possibly be. Am I missing something? I mean, in a way, yes. I, I would love to hear what I'm missing. I'm not going to tell you. No, you can't say you're not going to tell because that just means that you want plausible deniability for the listeners, all right? That That's you being like, that. That for me, I interpret that as you don't have a proper response, but you also don't want to say you don't have a proper response because you know then you'll be yelled at just as much, if not for some reason, more than me. <laughs> uh, the raw interpretation of it is the battlefront is essentially blindly rebelling against her, uh, primarily because she, uh, Angel believes that she is, uh, her path of going along with the flow is the right one, and all the people in the battlefront purely want to rebel. And, uh, because of that, they come into conflict, and- But you can uh, see how the mentality of, I'm so stuck in my way that I am going to bully and quite literally torture this girl- for very little rational reason other than reasons that I've created by myself and convinced others to join in on. She does actively stop them from doing any of their uh, quote-unquote uh, missions as well. Like, she only ever retaliates directly violently when they uh, start with the violence, but like... Exactly! She does, she does hinder like all of their other actions as well. And they never try to talk to her at all, despite that being relatively common, because they've created this echo chamber around them. They're never like, hey, so what's going on? Why, why do you keep fucking with shit? 
like, that's not a good reason to be like, why, why'd you shoot, why'd you shoot them? Ah, they told me I shouldn't steal from the fucking NPCs. What the fuck are you talking about? What? You can see how that's not a good reason, right? I'm not saying their reason was a good one. But the show presents it. Once again, the fact that the show presents it as a huge twist that Tenshi isn't this grand villain means that at this point in the story, I should feel like they're a grand villain. And I feel like that's not how it was ever presented to me. Like, So you're telling me that it's not a twist in the show? I think it's more of a, it may be a twist to the characters, but I don't think it's meant to be a twist for the audience. So you think the show wants you to think, oh my god, Yuri is super fucked up, oh my god. I want, I think what they want people to think is that everybody in the show is flawed in some ways, and and not, and everything they're doing isn't necessarily right or wrong, and a lot of the stuff they're doing is wrong, and there's room for interpretation is what I think they're going for. Look, Ram, I... Even with that, I think I think it's rough when you're like, hey, man, sure, he burned an orphanage, but he didn't have all the facts straight. I think that's bad. I think that's a bad message. I think that is bad writing. Um, uh, keep well, going. We're going to be in this episode forever if you don't. It's true. That was just episode one. All right, episode two. <laughs> episode I, two. I'm we're... already doing damage control, by the way, Remington. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> Once again, I wanted to like this show. At this point, at this point, going into episode two, I was like, rough first episode, but sometimes it takes time. Uh, I was a believer. I was well. I was trying to convince myself to be a believer until like episode. I want to say five or six. Um, but episode two, uh, we'll try to go a little bit faster. Uh, they are running low on ammo, so they need to go to the guild, which is in the basement. And so they they go to the basement. The entire main battlefront crew. And they're like, hey, uh, they call the guild and they're like, hey, disarm the traps along the way. It's like, cool, we will do. Uh, but when they get there, the traps are not disarmed. And that must mean that Tenshi is around. Then the traps are really dumb. The traps are only designed to be effective towards people who aren't Tenshi and only to be heavily inconvenient towards people who are not Tenshi, which is odd because they're supposed to be designed specifically to stop Tenchi from getting to the guild. As we will see, she gets to the guild no problem. Meanwhile, our main crew really, really struggles. Uh, they get eliminated one by one. They don't die, but of course, uh, they're incapacitated for a little bit. Um, it Sometimes it plays it straight. Sometimes it's very silly. Unfortunately, I don't think it gets either of those tones correctly. Um, and then at the end, we're left with Otto and Yuri. Uh, Yuri talks a little bit about her memories, her families, and, uh, after this, like, sort of slapstick trap sequence, then we rather abruptly change gears into Yuri talking about how, at one point, some robbers showed up when she was young, threatened her siblings, told her to get the most expensive thing, but then she dropped a vase and the robbers killed her. Uh, her family, her siblings, uh, um, and left her alive. Oh, shit. Okay. All right. Intense, which I can vibe with, but very odd to put that right after a bunch of slapstick. Interesting choice. Um, and then we, we transition, uh, we, we arrive at the guild 
which is this gigantic, like, steampunk city, right? It is absolutely huge, industrial. Uh, they climb down, and they're like, all right, and, and uh, it's like, oh, man, so this is a huge set piece. And so she's like, all right, well, Tenchi is coming, so we may as well blow this whole thing up. We can't let her get get it, right? And and it's like, oh, this looks like decades of work. <laughs> and we're just, all right, I guess abandon it and explode it because you don't want Tenchi to have it, I guess. Um, but at this point, they think that Tenchi doesn't need those kinds of resources, that Tenchi is basically has godlike powers. I don't really understand why they blow it up. I feel like their reasons aren't good. Uh, but they blow up the guild. Uh, everybody goes to... Apparently, there's an old guild um, that just has nothing but dirt, which I I don't know what... Okay. Um, they fight Tenchi, and uh, they don't succeed, and then they run away. So whereas episode one started off strong and then became uh, a very cluttered mess, episode two was just weird. Not god-awful, but very weird. Uh, episode three, we enter uh, a girl practicing guitar, right? Um, she's the lead of the band that her music and her band creates the diversions, right? Um, they they make uh they're planning a new operation. Uh, their their new operation is to go to Tenchi's domain, uh, hack into her system and figure out get some data, get any amount of information, right? So they bring this new guy, Christ. I don't remember his actual name, but he likes to be called Christ. And I'll, I'll respect him. Uh, so good old Christ. Uh, he, he shows up and some of the team is like, I don't know. Can we trust this guy? And then Christ recites pie. So they're like, all right. Yes, we can. <laughs> um, uh, I do like one line. Uh, at the Yuri, while introducing Christ... Uh, who's like this master hacker. She's like, uh, she's like, look, that's a problem. We're all morons. This whole team, we're all dumb as bricks. We need some degree of intelligence. And that's why I brought this guy in. Uh, and it's like, all right, cool. All right, I'll take it. I'll take it. Uh, we, we see uh, a girl putting up posters. Uh, well, uh, she introduces herself as Yui. Uh, she's a big fan of the band that, uh, let's see, what, what is the girl? Iwasawa. Uh, that Iwasawa, the lead of the band, she's a big fan of, of Iwasawa's band. Um, Otto, uh, he walks in on practice, talks to Iwasawa, uh, and learns that, uh, uh her parents, there were, they were always fighting, but she found a band called Sad Machine, and, uh, she got lost into that world. There's, like, this super dope rainbow animation effect in the flashback when listening to music, unironically, probably my, one of my two favorite moments of visuals from this show. There's like two stunning moments visually that I love. Uh, and this is one of them. Just when she, it was always in the music store. She puts on the headphones. Love that. Dope as hell. Um, but it was always, she ended up with, uh, uh something like a, a brain injury, uh, during her, her parent in the middle of her, one of her parents fights. Uh, it's, it's rough, right? It's rough. Um, which once again, a little bit of tone whiplash handled a bit better than the previous episode, at least. Uh, we see that Tenchi is starting to bring down the posters, which I'll be honest, I, now that I've seen it all, I don't understand Tenchi's motivation because it's not what she says at the end. She has an explanation, 
but her explanation is inconsistent with her doing stuff like this. And the way they'll try to justify inconsistencies with Tenshi's character is awful, and we'll get to it, but it, it's just frustrating. Right now we see her taking down posters, but uh, performance starts, Iwasawa uh, performing as the Battlefront sneaks into Tenshi's domain, which is just her room. Uh, Christ hacks a password. Uh, the, the band starts playing their hit song, uh, but the band is interrupted by Tenshi and her grunts. Uh, who will never see her grunts again. Like, I don't know who the fuck these people are. She'll have a new grunt later on who's super important. Uh, feels like he should have been introduced here, but instead they got this, like, big hulking dude <laughs> that just never seen again. Uh, but, uh, on Tenchi's computer, they, like, see a roster of students and stuff, and they're like, ah, useless, we may not be able to get anything. But later on, they find some info, like a program that has info about Tenchi's abilities and stuff. And they're like, okay, that's actually interesting. And so they take a, a look at that and uh, about uh, and learn that Tenchi can essentially like create her own skills. Uh, but back at the concert, it's interrupted. Uh, the the band is uh, sort of like captured and restrained. Uh, but then when one of the grunts tries to touch Iwasawa's uh, prized acoustic guitar. Iwasawa sort of, like, loses it. The entire band sort of just kicks the grunts, all of the grunts' asses. And Iwasawa, she grabs the acoustic guitar, and she plays uh, she plays her song, and one of her bandmates turns on the PA system, which then Iwasawa's heard over, even though she's not playing into a microphone. Don't know how that works. Don't worry about it. Fuck your science. Uh, I will also note, the singing in this show is the worst animation. It's uncanny. Uh, I, it, it makes me feel uncomfortable every time, and it happens a, a bit more than it should. I think, arguably, sort of like slideshow style would have been better, where you just focus on an image, transition to another, right? Uh, and give the implication of movement, uh, rather than uncanny mouth movements that in no way match what what they're saying. Uh, nonetheless, uh she starts, Iwasawa starts with her acoustic guitar singing uh, a song that's close to her, right? And that's not this huge jam out kind of song, but just a, a personal a song meant, meant for her, from her, from the heart. And uh, we see that in, the, in that moment, Iwasawa is truly happy and she gets obliterated because she is happy. Um, and it's, and so thus far, we, we've learned that, like, oh, apparently Tenshi can obliterate people, but now the only time we've ever seen obliteration is, like, it being this positive thing that essentially means, like, you've reached Nirvana, you've done what you're supposed to do, you've, you've crossed off your list, you're good. Uh, and the Battlefront accepts this? They're like, yes, she was obliterated because, like, she succeeded in her goals and stuff. So there's more than one way to be obliterated then. Like, I don't know. They're just so myopic. They're so stuck in their ways. They're so intent on bullying Tenshi for no reason. I don't understand. Uh, But episode three, I guess the best episode so far. Pacing is a bit of a mess, but hey, uh, once again, we're only episode three. We're, we're, good God. So much happens every episode. We're in for the long haul. Uh, uh, Sean, right, reckon, right, what are the odds that this will be our longest episode ever, Sean? Ah, that's entirely on you, my guy. 
like I said, my commentary is going to be kept to a minimum on this one because, like, I, I genuinely, I cannot give an impartial view on this episode. So, well, hey, Sean, if I ever speak a falsehood, feel free to correct me. I mean, it all feels false to me, but I could be completely wrong as well. <laughs> I mean, it all feels false, but is is there? evidence to show it's false or like yori have you just made a very strong opinion that you refuse to change when provided contrary evidence uh yeah you know i'm gonna leave this up to our audience honestly i can't wait to read the emails that uh, we're gonna get for this oh they're gonna be super angry uh nonetheless uh episode four we focus on our blue boy hinata uh we see that yui wants to be uh the leader of the band now that iwasawa is gone um, Otto, uh, I, okay, so this, this is sort of like the baseball episode. It doesn't matter the reasons because they're mildly convoluted and it, I, I don't think it matters that much. It, it's mostly an excuse for a baseball game to happen, but, uh, baseball and, uh, separate teams, uh, Battlefront needs to separate into different teams and Hinata and Otto join together. They struggle to find a third, but eventually they get Yui and Sheena and Noda. Uh, I'm not going to explain Look, if you've already forgotten who these people are, I'm not going to re-explain it. <laughs> um, and also, Yui's groupies. Uh, they, they start playing baseball, and they're actually doing very well. Uh, they're doing very well, very successful. But then Tenchi shows up. It's like, hey, you're an unregistered team. She shows up with uh, the proper baseball team. And... Uh, and the proper baseball team faces off against Hinata and o Otto's team. Uh, they, they compete. Tenchi's team is really good. But then uh, uh, Matsu shows up. Uh, he's he's just a big guy who likes eating food and uh, refused to be on the team because he was on a different team. But now he shows up. Uh, I don't remember the reasoning. I'll be honest with you. He's there, though. And he helps, he helps our team start uh, pulling things back. Uh, Hinata starts remembering his his former life and like how he died and stuff and uh the the pressure that he he had to uh be good he he felt like he failed one time while playing baseball and it was rough on him um I think I think he like took drugs or something at one point um and now a similar situation and he's wondering like if he catches this is he gonna get obliterated uh what's going to happen. And Otto also realizes this is a very significant possibility, which then Otto tries to stop Hinata, right? From catching it. Cause he's worried he'll be obliterated though. He's, he's worried that he'll be obliterated through finding inner peace. I, I don't understand why Otto is trying to stop them. Maybe I would understand if it was like one of the ones who'd been there for a hot minute, like Yuri, but Otto has just been introduced and the only obliteration he has seen, just like we've seen, has been a good thing. Uh, but before Otto can get there, uh, Yui shows up because uh, Hinata, he has been uh, like wrestling with Yui this whole episode. And now, genuinely, for no reason, uh, Yui steps in, uh, wrestles Hinata out of the way, uh, causing them to to lose. And she and there's just like an offhand comment where she's like, oh yeah, that I, I did that at a bad time, haha. Okay. Like, I don't know how seriously I'm supposed to take this show. Because it's not that it has silly and serious moments together, alright? Look, I, I love BoJack Horseman. It has silly and serious moments together. It goes back and forth between those. But I, I think the problem is, it will 
spoil some of the most serious moments, right? Like Hinata possibly being obliterated, possibly reaching Nirvana in this bittersweet moment, right? Uh, wrestling with that in a in a blink of an eye, with then not just a silly thing, but a silly, poorly justified, nonsensical thing that makes everybody just look stupid. And that's rough. That's that's not how you combine these elements. Uh, there's also just like way too much dialogue and things last way too long. Like we hardly saw any of the actual baseball game. There's just a lot of dialogue that is neither interesting nor funny. Meanwhile, most of the interesting things happen just off screen. Uh, and that'll be a, a running theme as well. But hey, episode five, here we go. Uh, we are almost a third of the way through. <laughs> oh God, this episode's never going to end. Well, you can paraphrase a bunch of shit if you need to, my guy. But there's so much to talk about. The problem is, Sean, and you're not going to like this. You've given me another attack on Titan. And the problem is, as I've learned with episodes like these, the more I leave out, the more people will try to act like the things I leave out should change my mind. It's like, I, once again, trust me, y'all, I, I could do much longer than this. <laughs> I can do much longer than this. Already, I'm cutting out quite a bit. Uh, I, I have notes that I'm cutting out. I have events in the show that I'm cutting out. Uh, boy, oh boy, do I have characters I'm cutting out. Uh, there's just so much I need to address, and a lot of that is a defensive play. Uh, episode 5, uh, the Battlefront is planning an assault because the exams are coming up soon, and they have a plan that if they if they uh, sort of cheat and make it so that Tenshi's uh, Tenchi tanks the exams, then she'll be a poor scoring student, and then she might be shamed into, uh, becoming, into losing her spot as, uh, president of the student council, and I don't know exactly, like, where the through line, I guess she'll have vaguely less power in an official capacity, but also, I don't know if to this point in the show we've seen much of her in an official capacity, I guess she got her goons, from being student council president. But everything else, it's like, it's not because she's student council president. It's because she can summon a sword and teleport and not be affected by bullets at will. Like, that's... <laughs> like, those those are the reasons why Tenshi is a threat. Well, that, and she wants to make everybody go with the status quo to hopefully help them, uh, you know. Yeah. But not, none of that is related to her being president. So I mean, it seems like she's in odd... that position of power because she's the one who is the most active in. Well, yeah, but once again, that position of power, like, what did it, what did it provide her other than weak goons one time? Like up to this point in the show, and that's a genuine question because I don't have the answer. I'm skimming through my notes. I guess maybe it helped her get the baseball team together, but she also could have done that herself. I'm not seeing anything. Just let's just keep going, Ram. <laughs> All right. Um, and then we get a very formulaic, like, I, I, I don't know how long it lasted. It might have been five to ten minutes. Uh, they distract. That distraction fails, so they get launched into the ceiling. Repeat that. A different battlefront distracts. Launch into the ceiling. Repeat. Same thing. One more time, etc. Uh, then we cut to... Uh, uh, and once again, at this point, I am just still wondering, like, what is wrong with Tenji? We have, like... Otto goes, none of them even know her name, uh, her actual name. Otto goes and is like, hey, what's your name? And she just tells him. So, like, no one has even bothered to ask, apparently. Yuri says, like, oh, yeah, that's what it was. Oh, I forgot. 
But I don't even know. I don't know if that's like genuine, if we're supposed to believe that, or if like that's Yuri's ego. There's ambiguity in the line delivery. It's just sort of a weird line. I thought like maybe she knew more than she let on, but then that never goes anywhere. So maybe it was just her sort of in a prideful moment being like, oh yeah, I totally knew that. Um, nonetheless, uh, Tenchi fails a bunch of silly answers. She gets removed as student council president. Uh, and then, uh, now he takes over. Uh, we're in episode five. Some of you, of you might be wondering who's now Um, oh, it'll become super important in, uh, in episode six. Uh, for right now, all you need to know is nothing. Cause we know nothing. Uh, Yuri wants to do operation tornado again. And so they do. They do Operation Tornado again to get some more food tickets from the NPCs. Uh, Yui plays this time. Um, but as Tenshi arrives, Otto calls off gunning her down uh, just because she doesn't have a vibe about her like she's going to be on the attack. Although she is holding herself in the exact same way where she's just sort of nonchalantly walking. She, that's sort of her, de- her only state. I'm going to be real. She nonchalantly walks from one place to another, and if she needs, she defends herself. Uh, uh, Tenshi, she buys some spicy food. Uh, the operation is successful. Then, later, uh, they have, uh, Otto ends up having the spicy food that apparently only Tenshi orders. And Otto is like, hey, what if, crazy idea, what if Tenshi is, like, just a, a normal girl and not the, an angel who's basically the devil? Uh, and the others are like, what the hell? That's wild, Otto. And that's how we end episode five. Episode six. Okay. Episode six is probably the worst episode of them all. Uh, let's talk about it. Episode six opens with some chat about like NPCs and stuff and how now with Tenchi out of commission, they can more confidently break rules in class. Uh, because they don't need to worry about Tenshi getting up in their grill, right? Because the rest are just NPCs, don't worry about it. So long as they don't interfere with the NPCs, that's that's a policy of theirs. Uh, hey, don't fuck with the NPCs. I don't really understand why that's a policy. Uh, they might have been there might have been an offhand line about it. Um, John, can you answer that for me? Do do they like address it directly? Essentially, the idea is not to interact with them because the more you interact with them, the more likely you're going to go with the status quo. And the more you go with the status quo, the more likely you are to be. Uh, well, but they're also worried about like fucking with them, yeah, which is also then get... odd because then the concerts are a very significant way of interacting with many NPCs. So I don't know yeah, why but that it's would... not a, it's not a direct interaction. It's like, it's setting up a position to be looked at, but not actually directly affecting them in a physical way. Uh, I don't really understand why it would need to be directly physical, but sure. Uh, nonetheless, uh, in episode six, uh, we see all all of the crew breaking rules in little silly ways before they're interrupted by Nawi, the new president. Uh, and Nawi uh, is like, no, uh, this isn't allowed. Gonna be firm on the rules here. Um, at one point, he even takes, uh, like, he... he uh, can get gets violent with someone, roughs them up a bit. Uh, he will take Otto and Tenchi. Uh, Otto and Tenchi, they they share the spicy food together, spicy tofu together. Um, but Nauri is like, oh, you're not allowed to be eating right now for reasons. Uh, and so he imprisons them in like a max security ultra prison. He just imprisons them together. All right. So it's like, oh, okay, this is gonna be like an interesting bonding moment between 
Tenchi and Otto and we get to learn a little bit more about Tenchi, perhaps? No. Uh, Tenchi naps and Otto tries a radio uh, and uh, Yuri is able to get through on the radio. And, and now, uh, dear listen, we're about uh, a third, maybe like 40% of the way through this episode, right? Where do you think this is going to go? We had some like silly breaking rules hijinks. Oh no, now Nauri is uh, taking control and uh, Otto and Tenchi are imprisoned. Did you guess a, a fucking massacre? No, because that's really wild and doesn't seem to fit anything we've seen. Well, apparently, Nauri has a god complex. He's not an NPC, and he is doing. He has been doing horrible experiments on NPCs, and now he's doing an extremely significant battle above where he's okay with hurting NPCs, but. Once again, for reasons I still don't fully understand, the battlefront doesn't want to hurt the NPCs, but still, and feels very bad for the hurt NPCs, despite thinking that they are just NPCs. Um, and there's this horrible genocide and massacre going on uh, outside, uh, off-screen. Just off-screen. All this chaos is happening completely off-screen, uh, which is, holy shit. <laughs> Am I incorrect in thinking? That Nauri, no wait, Nauri, I keep adding an R. There's no R. Nauri. Um, Nauri, who shows up out of nowhere, basically an episode before, I think he's shown in the background uh, in one previous episode, and then the only episode he's called attention to is episode five, and then episode six, he commits a massacre. Off screen. Do I have that right? That seems, that seems a little bit of an excessive and a bit too fast of an escalation. Uh, it really feels like they were like, all right, Tenchi is the big bad. Oh, wait, but if we're going to have her be a normal girl, we need a new big bad. And that's going to be Naoi. But then <laughs> uh, uh, Otto and Tenchi are able to escape with her her powers um, relatively easily, I'll be honest. And a as they escape, they see uh, blood and gore. It's like a genuinely fucked up scene. And Naoi uh, has exposition about how... Uh, he is becoming God and he, but then he's talking about how he's figured out that people obliterate when they find peace and he's going to help people find peace. And also he's practiced hypnosis and by hypnosis, I mean mind control. Um, and he's going to force Yuri to be obliterated by finding peace by which he means he's going to force her to just relive the trauma and not find peace and thus not be eliminated. But then Otto stops him. And then Otto is like, what's your fucking deal, man? And now he gives a backstory about how his brother died and it was tragic. And his dad had high expectations of him when it came to pottery. Um, and then Otto is like, hey, man, I support you. All right. You're you. You should have been loved by your dad. And now he is like, oh, fuck. I guess massacres aren't the way. <laughs> Shot, you, you, gotta, you gotta at least give me this. Episode six is bad. You have at least one episode, all right? If there's any episode you accept as a poorly done episode, you have to give me episode six. Fine. I mean, that's mostly you've been fair for the most part. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Because... Because episode six was probably the worst one 
good God. It was a mess. It got way too intense for no justification. It ramped. It went from zero to 100 and back to zero. Uh, so we, uh, Big Bad was now, but uh, episode seven, like, oh, are we going to continue that and sort of see, like, did now he get obliterated? Perhaps we're going to see them, like, talking some more. No, smash cut uh, to the, episode seven. They're just hanging out. They're, everybody's just vibing. And now he is there. Um, and he hypnotizes uh, one of the other people of the battlefront, and he's chastised for it. Ah, oh, Nowie, don't go controlling people's brains. <laughs> Silly Nowie. You and your god complex and your massacre hours ago. They never talk about it again. Ever. At all. They're never like, hey, that was, like, brutal. You have some, like, really sadistic tendencies that we need to... No, they're just sort of like, ah, you're part of the team now, Nowie. Whew. Uh, Yuri goes to Naoi and is like, hey, you know hypnosis, which means you can fix amnesia, right? And Naoi is like, 100%, if it can control people's brains, it can give them back their memories. That's how it works. That's hypnotism. <laughs> if they wanted magic powers, just give everybody magic powers, dude. Like, this show so badly just wants people to be magic, but then just pretends it's not. Uh... So now he does hypnotize Otto and we see Otto's backstory. He had a sick sister and he was apathetic with life, right? He was uh, just living a subsistence kind of living. Uh, and he only lived for his sister. He would, he, all of his money would go to buying her gifts, right? And a bunch of manga um, as she was in the hospital. Um, and, and at one point she wants to see the Christmas lights. And so he does, he takes her to see the Christmas lights and uh, I mentioned there were two moments in the show that were truly beautiful. Uh, at one point, it pans up to the Christmas tree all lit up. Oh, my God. Absolutely stunning. Beautiful. Uh, really, really lovely. I liked that a lot. Eventually, his sister uh, does die, and he recognizes, like, I did have purpose. It was it was her. She was uh, my, my purpose. And at one point, he's feeling real down on himself, and he sees a young girl getting out of a hospital as he's just walking around and he realizes, oh, okay, you know what? This is my new purpose. So he becomes a med student. He starts studying a bunch. He gets on a train. He gets accepted into university. He's so excited. But that train, uh, it crashes. Um, and we'll have to believe that's how he dies, but we'll see later. There's more to the story, right? So he wakes up, asks to be left alone. It's a little bit intense, um, reasonably, right? Uh, we finally learn more of Otto's backstory. That makes sense for that to be the end of that episode. That'd be reasonable, I think. So now we enter Operation Monster Stream, where there's the Lord of the River, a great fish uh, lying on the river that's too dangerous for most students to go to. It's not allowed, but they're going to sneak out anyway uh, to go fishing. And they, Otto sees Tenshi gardening and invites her, and people are like, I don't know, but Yuri's like, ah, it's fine. And then we meet a brand new character entirely, uh, fish Saito, who's really good at fishing. Um, and Saito looks at Tenshi, he's like, oh, I think you could fish up the Lord of Fish himself. And then Tenshi does. And the group helps, even though Tenshi just has it fully under control. And then Tenshi cuts up the Lord and, uh, and Otto's like, this is fun. We should hang out more. Um, but then Yuri arrives injured and they're like, what happened, Yuri? Oh my God. And she's like, ah, 
Tenshi attacked me, and they're like, we've been with Tenshi this whole time. And then we see a, a, a Tenshi clone ominously in the sky. All right, look. <laughs> if you want a big bad, just commit to it. They were like, Tenshi is the one big bad of this world. Actually, they're just a normal person. The true big bad, a god complex and sadism to boot, is Nawi for one episode. Actually, the big bad is Tenshi, but a clone? Uh, fucking hell. Just commit. Just commit. Don't keep jumping around. Explore these ideas. Let them develop. Let them grow. The, the writing of Angel Beats, it's written. I'm not saying it should be this, but it's written as if it was a 50-episode anime. Uh, that, that is how it tells its story, but it is not a 50-episode anime. And so it jumps too rapidly. Its introductions are not done great. Its characters and relationships are underdeveloped. It jumps from concept to concept, racing through. Uh, and it could tell. It could tell a proper story in these 13 episodes. It doesn't need to be longer. I think 13 episodes is enough time to tell the story it wants to tell. You just need to cut out so much fluff and nonsense. And there's even, like, there's some fun concepts in the show that just don't belong in this show right uh it's like these are good ingredients but they don't belong in this dish an example that immediately comes to mind is that there there was a silly slapstick moment uh when when they were cheating on the tests right and they would try to distract tenshi and then they would fail and yuri would activate uh a rocket booster under their seat and they would launch into the ceiling and then they would like cut to a, like a, a reality or sports like replay slow motion of that. That's a funny idea. I don't think it fits within this show. It feels out of place for this show, but it is a fun idea. I'd prefer that fun idea was removed and then instead we've put something that does belong in this show. And then you take that good idea, you put it somewhere else, right? Uh, you got quality ingredients here. You just need to know which ones belong in this dish. Uh, nonetheless, now we have, a uh, uh, Tenshi clone. All right. We go into episode eight. We are officially, we are over halfway done. We're officially over halfway there. <laughs> We're making progress. Sean, how are you holding up? Status report. Uh, not great. I'll be honest. I thought I was emotionally prepared. I'm not. Here, I'll mention to the people one thing you, you love about the show before I, I get into the second half of... I don't know if I can anymore, Rem. I, I don't know if I have the capability. I believe like, you should. Just, just what, it can be big, it can be small. Just one thing you like about the show. I mean, I liked Angel. <laughs> when you say Angel, who are you talking about? Kanade. All right, dope. Is, is it, is Tenshi, does Tenshi mean Angel? And is that like what's said in the yeah. dub? Yeah, yeah. Like Tenshi in this case is not being used as a name as it is literally being used as Angel. Okay, cool. That's what I vaguely thought. I just wanted and to... And I originally play. saw the dub, so, like... All right, cool. Makes sense. Yeah. Hey, maybe... Sean, maybe that's it! Maybe Angel Beats just has the single greatest dub of all time. Don't start with me, Ram. <laughs> uh, so, episode eight, we have Evil Tenchi, uh, who attacks them all. We have a little Tenchi versus Tenchi battle. Ooh, that could be fun to see, right? Uh, smash cut to Tenchi in the infirmary. Was this show low on budget? More or less. They only were given 13 episodes to make a full story. 13 episodes is more than enough to tell a full story. I'm just wondering why they're allergic to action that they build up. It was also, two, it was also 2010. 
Ren. You're, you're uh, saying action, that like that action scenes were pretty hard to really well choreograph back then uh, in terms of a lot of animation. Like, yeah, but that's look, I, I I would take at least something instead of constantly being like epic battle. So anyway, um, an epic battle happened, and now uh, we 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 cut over to here. It's like, wait, are we are are we just not going to talk about that? Are we just <laughs> we're just gonna quickly and it keeps happening uh i you can't and it's okay you can work around that you can just say like hey we're not going to have epic battles instead of being like we will have epic battles but you don't get to see them <laughs> like just write that that those moments don't happen or at least don't happen as much if you're never gonna show them uh tenshi ends up in the infirmary uh she's struggling uh, and Yuri explains to everybody uh, that in the program she saw a skill called harmonics that basically means that uh, Tenshi can clone herself. And now, okay, she can clone herself, but why is the clone evil? Because in the moment of cloning, Tenshi was angry? And so this clone of Tenshi now only knows anger? It's a bit dumb. It's a bit <sighs> dumb. Uh, it's sort of just, it's, it, it's Yu-Gi-Oh logic. It's <laughs> where it's like, I don't know. This feels like it could make sense. Yeah. Why not destroy the moon? Uh, which sure. I see the reasoning there. I just don't think that it's good or interesting reasoning. Cause then it's like, well, shouldn't this clone like, all right. So it should start out angry, but then just since it's cloning also like the rest of Tenshi shouldn't shouldn't it also still be able to calm down? And then it it's like it's angry, but shouldn't it have been hunting them down since the moment that it was it came into existence? Why hasn't it been doing that? Why did it just show up now? Um, seems a bit odd. Um, yeah, very strange. Uh, they they start breaking rules in class a little bit. Casually, Yuri is studying uh, harmonics, and she sees that there's a couple of abilities. She sees that there's absorb. She figures out how to use the thing, so she links up uh, harmonics and absorb while also adding time set ten seconds. So there's a ten second delay between the two. I don't know why she wouldn't like maybe maybe attach absorb to the the sonic hand slicer, right? That that seems like it would make more sense. So then when it tries to to kill you, when it tries to attack, it just gets absorbed into its host. Um, but I don't know. Don't worry about it. Uh, they go and see that Tenshi, uh, her, her infirmary bed has been ransacked and Tenshi is gone. Um, they're like, all right, let's all gather some info about where evil Tenshi might be. Uh, we don't see them gather info. There's no investigation. We see that we, we just smash cut to them being like, all right, so so they're at the guild, the, the destroyed guild. And you might wonder, like, why? Shut the fuck up. Uh, they, they go down there, right? All the traps are already activated. So uh, so they're like, ah, okay. So Tenshi has been down here. And they see evil Tenshi in the tunnel. Uh, and evil Tenshi dominates. But then another evil Tenshi. Wait a minute. There's clone of clones. Uh, they run away and they realize, oh, the clones still have the same ability, so they're able to clone. But now, if they clone, they'll all be absorbed into the host, which sort of doesn't feel like that's how that power should work. Uh, but I'll vaguely accept that 
and not worry about it too much. And the clone must have already mass-produced a bunch of other clones, and now it's no longer cloning, which sort of feels like when, when you're playing D&D, right, and you take a, a, a perk or a feat, uh, it, it's like you're a monk who can catch arrows, and all of a sudden, there's never an archer in any of your battles. Like, as soon as they, they handle the, the cloning problem, all of a sudden, the evil Tenshis just naturally stop cloning. They're sad. They hit the, the right number. They don't feel the need to do it ever again. I resent that accusation. I would never do such a thing. Uh, you, you, you know better, Sean. Angel Beats does not. Uh, oh, Jesus. <laughs> uh, also, I don't know why. So the, we enter a scene that is almost exactly just the trap sequence we had like five episodes ago, where the whole crew just goes and in each one of these same rooms... There is a Tenshi that they learn they can stop by just tackling her and stabbing themselves, which we've seen Tenshi have extreme agility, so it feels like this should not work, but it does every time. And I also don't know why the Tenshis, if their goal is to inflict pain or cause them to like follow the rules or basically anything, right? Why they the Tenshi clones just spaced themselves out so conveniently? Um I don't think these are well-thought-out decisions. Uh, nonetheless, uh, eventually they get to the destroyed guild. Uh, not the old guild, which is still... It's not destroyed, but also it is just never relevant. Um, no, the newer, now-destroyed guild that they blew up, uh, and in, in the big gold crater, they see uh, the real Tenchi just sort of sleeping. Um, e the evil Tenchi uses a new ability, but Yuri uh, is able to block it and takes down evil Tenchi. Otto uh, wakes up, wakes up Tenchi and is like, hey, I really need you to like clone and then you'll absorb all of them. And Tenchi's like, okay. And so she clones and then her clone in that moment is like, oh, I do need to tell you though that absorbing all of these evil clones is probably going to make me evil. All right, bye! And then they get absorbed with all the aggression and evil. Um, and it's like really intense absorption, right? Uh, like, it's it's all rushing into her. It's, it's red and black and uh, chaotic energy. Episode 9, we smash cut to Tenchi in the infirmary again. <laughs> ah! <laughs> um, so, th oh man, that sounded a lot like... Tenchi might become bad. She doesn't uh, in any way. L nothing changes. She sleeps for a day or something. Um, but Otto uh, remembers more about his past and how he woke up from the train wreck. He helped uh, passengers, made a friend, uh, sort of became a leader for the train wreck survivors, uh, realized they were collapsed in a tunnel from both ends, um, just just survived and, and made things work. Um, it's... It's a little bit obnoxious because th th this episode, it's basically like, hey, what if Otto was the single greatest and most moral man to ever live? What an inspiration. Oh, God, he's so great. Um, In that exact, like, tone, like, it's... I, I think you could be like, hey, they're actually a really good guy. They did a lot of good things. Isn't that heartwarming? They're very heavy-handed about all of this. Uh, which is 
rough. That it's all they're also heavy-handed that like he realizes he's like, oh my god, Tenshi, the reason she's around people who get obliterated is because she just wants to help them live normal lives. Oh my god. Um they they talk a little bit and he's like, I want to help you help others to to graduate from this existence, which is what they start calling obliteration, right? Graduation. Uh, graduate from this existence because it means that they're satisfied. It means that they're content. Um, and then, all right, so Sean, say I have to help you fix any regrets you may have, all right? Okay. I have two methods of possibly doing this. One, I can go up to you and be like, hey, I think that it would be helpful and healthy to help fix your regrets and help you follow your dreams. And I want to help you do that. Solid option. I think we could agree. That's a good option. Your friend is like, hey, here to help out with your dreams. Fuck yeah. Alternatively, plan B, I find your arch nemesis, who you've been friendly with lately, and tell them to tell you not to chase your dreams. Now, Sean, <laughs> I can't say with 100% certainty, but one of those seems far more convoluted and uncertain than the other. And yet, Otto is like, all right, to help the others follow their dreams, what needs to happen is that you need to become the class president again. You need to start fighting against the battlefront again, which will help me figure out their past because apparently I can't just ask them even though I'm their friend. And then uh, we will have you go against them so that I can help them succeed on their goals. What? Please explain it to me if I have it wrong because I have... Uh, let's see. I, I have nine question marks at this point in my notes at, at, at different sentences. I was I confused mean, as fuck about this plan. From what I understand, the general idea is wanting to go back to the rebellious side and uh, that methodology to have them to help them come to the conclusions uh, through primarily their own power with uh, s slight adjustments from the outside. Going back to the status quo. But it's, and but it's, it. It, it's just, if anything, it's more manipulative because it's more dishonest. Because instead of being like, hey, I want to help you out with your dreams and goals, it's like, hey, don't accomplish your dreams and goals. <laughs> what did they say? Fuck them. I'll help you out. Like, what? It's to utilize the rebellious nature of the situation i uh, look man nothing i say is gonna make you change your mind so why bother well then i think that it just it's just the answer is that it's just not a good way of handling it maybe somebody else has a better way of explaining it perhaps like i i don't want i don't accept this narrative that i am unwilling to change my mind uh regardless of what comes before me uh i'm eager to change my mind uh, it, it just so happens that the vast majority of the time when weebs try to change my mind, they send a, a two-page long email that does not address anything that I actually talked about. Uh, and I, there have been times where I've changed my mind. It has happened before. Uh, but it, it's happened when people have been like, hey, you said this. Here are specific points where you were wrong and why you were wrong. Uh, and I'm like, okay, yeah, hell yeah, there we go. But if it's just, I disagree with you, Why? Ah, uh, you won't understand. What? <laughs> I feel like you're just trying to insult me because I make good points. All right, we we go to uh, uh so so it's it's an interesting methodology to say the least. They also uh 
it's like, hey, so why have, hey, Tenchi, why have you and Yuri been fighting this whole time? And it's just like, oh, we, we've just, I've, I've never tried to communicate this to her and she's, I guess, never asked. And they played off like, haha, wow, you, oh my gosh, you're so bad at communicating. But it also just feels like, wow, you're bad at communicating. Well, of course I'm bad at communicating. Otherwise, there wouldn't have been any plot intrigue or reason for any of this to happen. And we're nine episodes in, so that would that would cut out quite a lot. Uh, we go to episode 10, where uh, Tenchi and Otto, they, they plan, and Yui is going to be the first one. And Yui, uh, she wants to be uh, a star of the band, right? And so they're like, perfect. What's going to happen is that... Uh, it's that Tenchi will show up to band practice, be like, hey, you don't deserve to play guitar. You're terrible at it. It's awful. Conf I'm confiscating this. Run away. Yui will feel righteous indignation. Chase after. They'll get it back. And then they'll, uh, Yui will play with a fervor and show everybody what she already has. I don't know what this is really accomplishing because she's already like playing in the band. Um, but I don't know. It's maybe it'll increase their motivation uh so they try to implement the plan but moments before they show up the band is talking trash about yui it's just a bunch of groupies in yui and they're like hey you shouldn't sing and play guitar because you're bad at the combo and yui i think quite fairly is like i just need more practice i think you guys are being very harsh which especially with all due respect y'all are here for eternity like you <laughs> you can practice it's okay it's okay you gotta at least make your your feedback constructive you can't can't just be like you suck you gotta you gotta specify like hey all right this this is what has gone wrong here <laughs> otherwise otherwise that eternity it's it's gonna be a long and and not very fruitful one uh so when tenchi shows up and is like you're you don't deserve this guitar i'm confiscating it uh yui and the band are like well shit it's like she knew um, the bandmates prefer Yui without the guitar. Um, Otto is like, Otto, when Tenchi shows up with the guitar, is like, wait, wait, where's Yui? And Tenchi's like, I don't know. She didn't follow me, I guess. Uh, so they go to see what's up. But in that moment, Yui decides, actually, I do want the guitar. I'm going to chase after her now, which sort of feels like we could have just implemented that plan anyway, because now we basically get that exact scene that they were planning. We, we sort of got three variations of the scene. We got the planned scene, right? This is exactly how it's going to look like. And then we got the failed plan. Oh, no, it didn't go according to plan. And then we got, okay, no, it did go exactly according to plan then. Cool. Uh, Yui and Otto talk about her dreams and her backstory about how she got hit by a car. She was bedridden, couldn't walk. She was inspired by music videos, right? And now she has many dreams, many interests, of which... I suppose none are becoming a music star. That one doesn't need to get checked off the list, but she needs to learn a Ju German suplex and Otto's like, ah, crap. All right, let's do it. And does that, uh, needs to learn, uh, soccer. Uh, he does that, helps her with that. And then, uh, wants to score a, a home run in baseball is practicing is practicing. Hinata notices and, uh, as, Yui just is getting tired day after day after day, just getting exhausted. She's like, I don't know if I'm ever going to succeed at this one. And Otto is like, hey, it's it's, it's going to be okay, you know? And she's like, also, I still have another dream that's unfulfilled. And he's like, what is it? And she's like, I want to get married because in, in my living life, 
when I was alive, I, I just felt like nobody, nobody could ever truly love me. And I, I want to know what that would be like. And then she's like, hey, Otto, would you marry me? Uh, which feels weird. Um, and it's meant for, it's it just, the only reason it sort of exists is for the fake out moment. Uh, but then Hinata, he shows up and he's like, I would marry you, Yui. Um, I haven't brought it up, but I guess they've had romantic tension, but only in the sense that they've been antagonistic and it's that like childhood eight-year-old, I tease you because I'm in love with you. But then that's all we've seen. We've never seen like proper affection. So it's, it's a bit rushed, but not the worst. Um, uh, so he nods just like, I, I would happily marry you. You're fantastic. Even uh, when you were alive and bedridden, I, I, that wouldn't affect a thing. Uh, Hinata is pretty charismatic in this moment. Uh, and then, all right, you're gonna have to explain what the fans accept this as. Is this sort of an imagined fantasy? Is this an alternate what if? Or is this sort of an epilogue? We we see them essentially live a life together. It, it and we'll, we'll see it. We'll see it again later. Or is it just ambiguous? It's ambiguous. Okay, it's cool. Up to, it's up to whatever interpretation makes folks the happiest. Cool. Uh, I I sort of just interpret it as like imagined life together. Uh, but then that makes less sense with the thing we see later. But then none of them make sense with the one later. So I guess I'll just keep with the imagined future. Uh, that makes the most sense with the one later. Uh, Yui gets, uh, Yui graduates, uh, and we have a happy end to the episode. Except then at the very, after the credits, we see that Noda has been attacked by a shadow monster. All right, now the episode's over. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> as soon as I start thinking like, okay, so now they're just going to focus on helping people graduate. Now finally we'll get some more like character growth. Probably should have happened earlier, but hey, we'll get something. Now they're like, by the way, evil shadow beasts are going to get you. Um, what is the source of these shadow beasts? I hope you aren't too interested because you'll never really learn, uh, person-wise. You'll learn that somebody made a program to activate shadow beasts if love ever showed up. Yeah. Uh, episode 11, three episodes to go. We're getting there as, as we, <laughs> as we pass like hour and a half mark. Uh, we'll see how much it was, how much it's been cut down. I'm gonna guess like, no, okay, including part one. I, I'd say we're we're moving past hour and a half, probably, about now. Pretty close to the two-hour mark, I'd wager. No, no, especially after, like, cutting out silences and stuff. Um, Because we've done about two hours of record. Maybe an hour 40. Uh, This just goes to show, the listeners are looking at the actual mark, and it's like, oh, yeah, they have no idea. Uh, hey, hey, Dylan, how much do you cut out? We have no idea. <laughs> this is actually the 20-minute mark. Uh, <laughs> Dylan, Dylan has decided, Sean, that, uh, that we're bad and I mean, 20 minutes. He's been saying enough. that for years. Like, that's not, <laughs> that's not anything new. Uh, every, every time he, he, he gets out of his cage, finished editing. He's just like, ah, uh, you sons of bitches. Uh, we're like, ah, oh, I love you too, Dylan. I mean, it's the reason he makes so many cursed corruptions of us. <laughs> it's the only thing that gets him going. That that small feeling of spite and vengeance. Uh, so, episode 11, uh, Otto is confronted by Hinata and Naoi, uh, who are both like, hey, we want to help you in your mission. But then Naoi is attacked by a shadow monster. They uh, get rid of the shadow by shooting a bunch of bullets into the shadow monster. 
which doesn't feel like that's how they should die, but all right, those are the rules. Uh, Yuri makes a rule, hey, no traveling alone. That would be very much broken later on. Uh, no, no traveling alone because these shadow monsters all around, we need to figure out what's going on with them. Um, there's a big old shadow fight. Yuri sees an NPC turn into a shadow, shadow, and then we see that uh, one of the Battlefront members, Takamatsu, who I think this is the first time I'm saying his name this entire review, <laughs> um, he's been lost. He was taken by a shadow monster. He's been turned into an NPC. Oh, no. Um, Yuri talks to uh, Battlefront members, but not just, like, what I thought the Battlefront members were, but, like, 40 more random ass people as well who are apparently also proper people uh, uh and about like the ongoing threat of the shadow beast Yuri is also like hey also i know about otto and his plans and how he wants to help people graduate uh otto explain yourself he does uh yuri's like all right makes sense uh tenchi i accept your help let's do this um obviously you're not an angel and otto's like she's not an angel which they they make this moment feel like more of a reveal than it is because i thought all of the characters, including Otto, especially because Otto had, I feel like Otto had this realization five episodes ago where he was like, oh, she's a person just like us. Um, but apparently not. I don't know. Uh, and so that surprises him. Yuri wants to uh, leave the group and vaguely do something, though she's being very cryptic on what she leaves everybody. Uh, every one of the main Battlefront members uh, inside characters and stuff. They immediately break Yuri's rule now that Yuri is off on doing her own thing. They're all like, ah, we may as well do our own thing. Nobody gets caught with shadow monsters, though. Yuri goes to the library with a bunch of guns. Uh, she learns that some computers have gone missing. What's going on? Uh, she breaks into the computer lab and finds a trap door that goes down to the guild. I don't know why they keep using the guild. I feel the guild could be cool. With all due respect... You blew up the guild in episode two. <laughs> if you wanted to use the guild more, you shouldn't have blown it up. <laughs> like, I agree, it's a cool concept. Why do you keep going back to the cool concept that then you destroyed immediately? Uh, episode 12, we go to, uh, and we have Tenshi is fighting shadows. Uh, she kicks ass. Uh, we go, and everybody has now accepted Otto's words. Everybody's, like, 100% ready to graduate. And they're like, you know what? Just us, actually, my biggest regret was not listening to you. So now I'm good. So everybody graduates. Just a mass obliteration fest. Um, We don't need to know any of their backstories or regrets. All of them, they accomplished all their dreams. All of them simultaneously at the same time congratulations um then we go to yuri oh yeah and then so the the remainder which is just sort of the main crew all fight shadow monsters one of them has lost weight i guess his arc was that he was big and now he's skinny i feel like i'm missing something about them but i don't know what uh yuri meanwhile is going through the guild tunnels she arrives at the old gills she remembers her sisters uh before she's attacked by shadows she wakes up uh, in class and she's half of an NPC. She feels murmurs of her true self, but she also is just in a plain old classroom. It's normal. And she admires that normal life for a moment before she's forcefully woken up from that NPC mindset, saved by Otto and others because they knew that where Yuri was because, and I'm not really exaggerating here, 
Tenchi felt a disturbance in the force and thus could locate Ten, uh, could locate Yuri rather. They fight out of the tunnels to a second computer lab where I was like, are we about to see my best guess at this point, right? For who was behind all this? It was Christ, hacker boy, right? Makes sense in my mind. That's not who we see here. We see person we've never seen before. I was like, bit dangerous to be introducing new characters at this stage. Uh, and this is where we learn that things are turning into shadows because love was found in the system and love can't exist because otherwise this program would become happy. <laughs> uh, love is not meant to develop in this program because otherwise it would become an eternal Eden, which it can't become for reasons not described. Uh, the programmer of this made himself an NPC long ago because he thought it was a simpler life, which is fine. Hey, you do you. If you want to live like a regular peaceful life, that's dope as hell. You do whatever you want. I don't understand programming to not allow love because you're worried that people will be happy. I get very confused on that part. Uh, Yuri realizes with these powers, with all this computing power, she could become like a god, but she's like, nah, fuck that shit. Uh, she destroys the computers, uh, uh, kills the dude, and then uh, remembers her sister's cries, smash cut, wake up in infirmary. So many smash cuts to waking up in the infirmary. Uh, once this episode is uploaded, then we're going to smash cut to me waking up in the infirmary after the weebs get to me. Uh, finally, we're at episode 13. Episode 13 is an interesting episode because it is simultaneously two things, Sean. One, it's a very boring episode for about 60% of it. And two, it's potentially my favorite episode. Um, and my favorite parts are the boring parts. Let me explain why. So, uh, the, Yuri wakes up the, uh, in the infirmary, learns that the shadows are gone. Everybody has graduated besides Hinata, Yuri, Tenchi, Naoi, and Otto. Um, and they do a little graduation ceremony. Uh, they sing the anthem, which they do the entire anthem. They have a ceremony. They go through the entire ceremony. Otto gives a speech. They go through the entire speech. Then they begin to graduate one by one. Um, each saying their final goodbyes. We have Naoi graduates first, um, which, you know, they, hey, they make it heartfelt despite the fact that once again, I do want to confront the fact that he was a sadistic fucker and did commit a massacre that we're just completely glossing over. But uh, he, he has some nice words. Uh, Yuri, I, finally, finally, it's too brief, but she apologizes for Tenshi and is like, I, man, I wonder how things would have been different if we had to miscommunicate for plot contrivance uh, and they hug uh, and then Yuri graduates. Uh, Hinata says his goodbyes and he graduates and then just Otto and Tenshi and they take a brief walk outside. Um, and, and this up till this point, that little bit from like just the entire graduation ceremony, basically, I think that's my favorite part in the whole show as it like occasionally pans to empty classrooms and stuff. It, it, captured that very specific emotion of the the like last day of school i talked about this way back in our uh what was it o overlord is that what that was called with the skeleton fucker yes yes that is yeah yeah so it gave me uh, uh same vibes as that where it's just like the the last day of of school and and you're you're looking back and you realize that like this is another uh, another sort of like gate in your life where you'll You'll never be going back to this. You'll only be going forward for better or worse. Uh, and, and that just captures a, a delightful melancholy in me. So even though it was like a very boring bit, I sort of like embraced the boring 
uh, in, in just, like, it getting down into the nitty-gritty realism of it. Uh, Otto is like, hey, Tenshi, let's just stay behind, all right? Let's just stay behind uh, and help other Others will end up here, too. We can help them graduate. Because, you know what, Tenshi, I love you. I have a very important question, Sean. Yes. Is he, in, in the fandom, is it agreed uh, that, like, he loves her like a sister or like a partner? Mm. How do most people interpret that? It, it genuinely varies from person to person. A lot of people uh, like the sister uh, interpretation because of, like, you know, the uh, his previous memory interpretations. But a lot of people also heavily connect with, like, the romantic uh, connection as well. It it just depends. Like, there's... A, I mean, but surely there's got to be, like, a majority... Okay. Uh, I, I'm... Everybody I've talked to has had, like, different interpretations either way. All right. I'm... I will be charitable towards it. It's Christmas. And I will say it's doing the sister interpretation, which I think is like infinitely stronger and more interesting than the romantic interpretation, which I think is very, very weak. Uh, so I will assume the best. Uh, so he, he confesses, he, he's like, hey, I, I love you, Tenchi. And she's like, well, I, I don't want to like, give you an answer because when I do, I'm probably going to graduate because uh, th thank you. Thank you for everything. But specifically, all right, all right. Now, unfortunately, I know that this is almost certainly a beloved moment in the show. It is the emotional climax of the entire thing. And I think it's kind of dumb and corny. <laughs> so I just can't help but think of the very old, like, Facebook meme. Uh... But she's like, hey, as you died, you signed off, became an organ donor, and also inspired all the other train wreck survivors to become uh, organ donors. And when you died, uh, you were hoping that like, you possibly saved someone's life, and you did. You saved my life. And I know that for not great reasons, if I'm being honest. There's not great reasoning, but I have your heart. Your heart is within me, and that's what I'm thanking you for. And they, they embraced love and thanks, and then uh, Tenshi, she graduates. And then we we end with Otto screaming uh, screaming her name uh, in, a, in a pained scream. Um, but then we get sort of an alt world, similar to how we saw with Hinata and Yui, where alternate Otto runs into alternate Tenshi. All right. Um, I, I, I wish that I didn't find it as cheesy and dumb as I did, but I do find it to just be a bit stupid. The good old... But you gave me your heart, literally. Okay, but then also, like, she's been there for much longer than he has. Because she's been there, theoretically, the longest. She's been there longer than the others, because the others ascribe blame unto her. I don't know. I don't think it makes any amount of sense. I think they could have just had... I think they it would have been stronger if that just wasn't a part. If it was just like, hey, thanks for everything you've done here you've helped me here right uh but that is angel beats sean are you still breathing not really <laughs> i would recommend it highly uh if, if you stop breathing then you're gonna end up in school purgatory and <laughs> un unfortunately your biggest regret i don't know uh it would it, it, not killing me sooner uh <laughs> 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 which i don't I, that that's okay like I don't think you'd be able to accomplish, unfortunately, in that world. Um, uh, because you wouldn't be able know. to kill me. Yeah, you'd be surprised. <laughs> I can be very creative when I need to be. Oh, perfect, perfect. So those are my 
very extensive and yet somehow still abridged thoughts on Angel Beats. I, I want to really emphasize, I tried to like this show really badly. For the first, like, two to three hours of watching this show, I tried to convince myself, I was like, Remington, it's Christmas. You can't ruin Christmas. But I gotta stick to my principles. I gotta give an honest review. Which means I've ruined Christmas. For charity. <laughs> Way to go, Bojack. I've, I've, ruined, I've ruined Christmas for the birds. <laughs> There's an alternate world where Sean chose a completely different anime to celebrate. One that we could all just be happy and cheerful in, right? And we have a nice little cheerful Christmas episode. But no, no, the, the patrons staged a revolt. They were charitable to birds. And because of that, Christmas is ruined. The monkey's paw curls. Oh, dear. I wish I could say this was unexpected. I Yeah, I mean, I, you expected it. Uh, unfortunately, I have to imagine at least some, some of the people recommending it or some of the people asking for it knew. No. Here's the thing, Rem. Of the hundreds of emails we've gotten for this, and I'm not exaggerating, we've gotten lots of emails. Uh, only maybe one or two of them said, uh, Remington will probably dislike this, but I love it. Well. <laughs> no, Rem, like, there's, I, I, I don't have much good news for you. It's gonna be, it's gonna be rough. Hey, we're there, gonna get a lot there's of always the chance. reviews on our podcast. There's like, oh, like, hey, hey, if 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 you listen, to, if you haven't rated this podcast, right, and if you're, even if you disagree with me, but if you at least are are, are willing to handle this civilly, first of all, impressive you got this far. Genuine props to you. If you're not like actively seething right now and you've listened to all of it, great work. Uh, but hey, go go hit up our uh, review us anywhere because uh, it, I wouldn't be surprised if there was a little bit of a, a review bomb. Uh, but I also, who knows? We've been pleasantly surprised in the past, Sean. Of of th there have been a couple of like well beloved shows that I've critiqued, and we've gotten a surprising amount of like, you know what? Fair. I don't think this, this will be that case. No, this is this is very different, Rem. Like even from my perspective, <laughs> it, it's it's different. Because I wasn't joking when I said this is a beloved series. Like even for me specifically, I it's we're 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 in trouble. We're in trouble. We might actually get canceled because of this. <laughs> uh, no, no. Uh, uh, you, uh, I might. You won't. You're fine, John. You're fine. Oh man, you don't know how vicious people are in some hey, of the emails. I Trump. remember everybody. <laughs> this was for the birds. Yeah. And it's almost like I have my reasons for showing him the things I do. <laughs> because I, look, I, I, I want it to be a good time for everybody as much as possible. And my God, uh, people, some people are going to be very excited with our timestamp. I just want to say I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, there, there's always next week for the New Year's episode. Hey. Oh, I've got something for the New Year's episode, bro. <laughs> We'll have to see. Uh, so I guess the final question is, Rem, uh, any chance you'd be willing to rewatch any of this and possibly alter your views, thoughts, and opinions? I would be willing to watch a medium-length video essay trying to prove me wrong and or look at the beautiful Christmas tree again. Well, 
I can't guarantee that because I haven't found any medium length reviews on on this uh, that have come out recently. But who knows? Uh, but with that in mind, I think that's where we're going to call it, everybody. Thank you all so much for enjoying us. If you enjoy Rem uh, going on, quite frankly, a very painful tirade for... Oh, God. Yeah, we're well over the two-hour mark at this point. Could have added uh, another hour, but I didn't. Uh, oh, uh, Rem, I would not have survived. Oh, uh, no, quite... you, you, you would be dead. You'd be dead. It'd be rough. Look, I'm just saying, Christmas is ruined for me, so, like, we're... <laughs> There's a lot of factors contributing to it, and let me tell you, this was the icing on the cake. Uh, but if you enjoyed the process, then please leave us a review, theoretically a positive one. We would like a positive I mean, technically, review. technically we have a nice Christmas episode. It's just on Patreon. Yeah, exclusive patrons. What, what kind of dicks do we look like? <laughs> Holy shit. Hey, this was supposed to be a nice episode. Yeah, I, no. I thought it, I genuinely thought this was going to be one. Uh, I I suppose you, Sean, you knew it. It was going to be wrong. No, I, I had it was no gonna idea. Be a shit I was show blissfully from day unaware. One. No, why I had to show you the whole thing at once as well. Because yeah. if I had ma- look, if I had left you off at episode seven, we'd be in trouble. Yeah, uh, more than we are now, probably. Uh, but please leave us a review. It's the holiday season. You don't have to give us a full five stars, but if you did, we'd love and appreciate you for it. Uh, and if you want, if that's not enough for you, you can head over to twitch.tv slash animeoutofcontext, where you can watch myself, Remington, and Dylan play video games exceedingly poorly. If that is still not enough for you, you can head on over to patreon.com slash animeoutofcontext, where you can gain access to all kinds of lovely bonus material, including the 12 Days of April Fools, which is 12 massive bonus episodes dropped this month that aren't going anywhere just because the season's over. You can still have a chance to uh, sign up and watch them. Uh, subscribe because... subscribe at, at any time, even if it's only uh, for one month. Like, we, we, we don't mind. We appreciate all the support that you guys provide us. Yeah. Uh, we we do what we do because we enjoy people enjoying us, essentially. Like, that sounds... That sounds... Pro- <laughs> that sounds... Pro- what I meant to say was we enjoy the enjoyment of others is what we want. To, we... That's why we do this. Sean especially loved that 11th day of April Fool's. Oh, if you want to know, if folks want to know why I'm kind of dour overall, that's a pretty strong factor of why. <laughs> Let me just tell you right now, uh, if you're wondering, well, what the fuck is it? I, I looked it up on Patreon before I subscribed, and all I see is that it's listed as episode 11, and there's nothing, uh, like, really describing yeah, it. Yeah, there's a reason for that. Yeah, let me put it to you this way. Uh, as a little bit of a baity selly tactic um rem showed me something that i would have never shown him i didn't go fully nuclear but i got so close my god you dude you dropped a hydrogen bomb yeah it it was bad and i go on a tirade for a full hour about it uh so if that interests you there you go uh but with that being said, we have several people we need to thank on the podcast. Uh, so, Rem, who are we thanking this week? And hopefully we can get through it uh, relatively quickly. Ooh, but and uh, you, you know the terrible thing? We're about to read a lot of patron names with Angel in the title, and I'm going to feel bad for I'm going to feel bad every single time. Oh, you got to let every moment of that guilt stew, my guy. Because, like, they didn't realize how critical you were going to be. Hey, neither did I. I. Uh, I did. Yeah, he shot through um, this whole time. He, he saw this Bruin building up. He was, oh, man. Uh, but hey, the birds. All right, we start with, uh, we, of course, we want to send all of our regards to our bland bitch, 
protagonists, as well as our magical girls who we really appreciate. Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to all of you guys. But now we move on to the Yandere Waifu, who are, are licking those candy canes to a fine point just to puncture many holes until we look like Christmas cheese. And on that list, we have a steady rain of angels beats down upon the beckoning pavement, recites Misaka in perfect haiku form. Uh, zombies are just fallen angels. Zhaojing, Hao Jung Wo, Shazai Wai, Oh Bing Chilling. Xanax, Yandere Waifu Wise. X Boost says Angel Beats is for the birds. Why Shon Why Shon? Weebs don't get married. Walk me home gently. Way to shell, tread and feral. Totally God's Angel. Titan CNH loves Angel Beats and it broke me. This damn postal job says Miska. Angel Beats 2022. The Susanator, the Big Bean. Support group for sexually harassed deities. I don't know if th that counts for Angel or not, but hey, it's a deity. A uh, stop sexualizing big, fat, honking, jiggly, dumb truck mommy milkers. Good God. Starving hamster angel named Babetta the Seventh, Stacy's mom, spy angel beats Sidus, which is, pr is pronounced uh, the same as Sidus, but didn't look as cool, not gonna lie. <laughs> uh, silent secondary, Shoujo addict who doesn't need help, just more manga to read and anime to watch. Sean is a milf lord. You're damn right he is. Sean, how do you feel about the fact that people idolize you? Yeah, Sean, how do you feel about that? Oh, man, I am wildly uncomfortable by that fact. Hell yeah. I hope it's not true. <laughs> I really hope it's not true. Ah, he loves it. Uh, Seth Senju, Salty Pretzel, Ross Angel Palmer, Brandon Williams, Rem needs to watch Angel Beats like yesterday. Please, please, please review High Score Girl. Uh, Paco's Beats are angelic. Other McNutt, Angel for the birds. On the count of three, release the Holy Hand Grenade. Oh no, Sean forgot to submit Patreon names. I am not a white swords angel. Expect fiery hell in the P.O. box soon. Oh God. No waifu, no waifu. Nitsaira, Nick Harvey, Nikeka 7 Hierto, Mexican Gone Freaks, Mad O2 Max, Levy Bowls, Leave Denji and Pochita out of harm's way, Sean. King Richrock, Kiga, Keegan Talbot, Cassidy, Jax, Janine, Jam Hands. I've had nightmares like this, says Miska. Irene Squiz told me to angel beat that ass. In the name of Farber Weeb. Angel, 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 angel. I've never seen angel beats, but I'd like to live through Rem. Well, I hope you lived powerfully, because if you're living through me, you won't live long. I want Rem to ruin Darling and the Franks for me. I don't know what to put here. Hunter Davies. Hey, Yulks, why the hell am I listening to a shitty Dragon Ball Gacha game ad advertising Angle Beats instead? They say Angle Beats, but that obviously counts. Um, hey, Sean, are you an angel? Because I want to give you a beating. Uh, hey, Remington is touched by an angel, an anime. Hanakawa, Glenn Michael Dolan, Fuck of Love, Fox and Boy. For the Birds is my favorite anime about an angel. Ferdy the Angel Bird Man, Farmer Weeb wants you to be an angel for the birds. Fantide, Dylan Hayden. Uh... Uh, drink angel milk to prevent wobbly bones. Not a conspiracy. Depressed retail worker says do angel beats as a Christmas episode. Dark with light. Creed 13. Cheese angel beats monkey. Uh, I don't know if Armor Weave is going to have enough money. All right. He's, he's going to yeah, be spending no. his life savings on, on these birds. Uh, caught the angel flogging the dolphin. Going to town beating it. Cat's name is Dog, says Miska. Angel beats 2022. Cassie Good, Brockhart for Angel Women, Brie Loves Cheese, Black Star, Big Blue Bear Boy, Bad Anime Idea, an edgy comedy adaptation of Nabokov's Lolita, Good God. Uh, Look, Angle... let me just say on uh, Farber Weave's behalf, um, you don't, you did good, you did good, do not go bankrupt over a podcast, please. <laughs> yeah, uh, Angle, Angel, Angle, Angel. 
Uh, Angel Huvo, Angel Rose, Angel for a good cause, Angel Beats for charity, Andrew Sinclair, and the Angel Michael said to the farmer, fuck your wallet, I love those goddamn birds. <laughs> uh, Amaryllis Angel, Elise Howard, Alpha Angel, AJ Tunnels, the Angel of Autoerotic Defenestration. <laughs> Auto erotic. <laughs> Defenestration is when you fling yourself out a window, isn't it? Yeah. How, I, you so know what? I, sexily throwing yourself out a window? AJ, I just have to say, autoerotic defenestration is one of my favorite phrases I've read in like the past week. Uh, How, like, I'm trying to picture what that would look like. I don't no. know, but I love it. You land dick down. Uh, AJ Angel <laughs> Honey. Uh, after we watch Angel Beats, Sean, uh, Sean and I are going milf hunting. Uh, a days, according to Spotify, I've listened to 5,610 minutes this year alone. Y'all keep it up. Can we get a Game Tom episode soon? Aaron Hegland. And now we go to the Boy Wizard tier where you get the task you avoided by writing a Patreon name. Chris, you get planning your fiance's B-Day. Uh, but finally, a certain scientific railgun is not a magical index, says Misaka. And now we move to the Boy Wizard tier where everybody will be given an angel. Uh, just some type of angel from some type of... Uh, background, just some a th theological angel. You're gonna you're gonna be hard pressed if you pull from D and D because we know that wizards doesn't like to give us celestials, which makes me sad. <laughs> I want more. Celestials, nah, don't don't please. don't worry. I'm going I'm going the classics, baby. I'm going any theological angel ever made. Uh, and we start with Zachary Shirley is back, baby. Uh, welcome back. You end up getting a gilbull, a glibble, a glibble, a glibble, a glibble. I don't know, it's weird. Lots of uh, L's and I's. Uh, Vincent Calabrese, you get... Ooh, you get a Polyon. The Great Butt Ball of Despair, you are getting Armoros. The Fitness Grand Pacer Test is a multi-stage aerobic capacity test that progressively gets more difficult as it continues. Student, and then it cuts off, uh, because it does have max capacity. You get uh, Azazel. Squid's Jingly Schmidt, you get... Beberos. Soundtrack that became a hit by itself. Unique art style. Hit tilts from creators of Fuckboy Detective Club. Time to do it. Uh, you get Cambiel. Shane Ware would like to request that the Weeb Farmer use his, this angel power for Clanid next. Uh, you get uh, Chazakiel. Sarah Bernowski, you are going to get Duma. Samantha is the most angelic of angels. Change my mind. You are going to get Gubrin. Uh, reincarnated from Like an Angel, really been far, even as decided to beats, even go want to do more revisits, Misaka inquires. Was that on... I don't know if I fucked that up or what just happened there. Um, you are going to get Hannibal. Uh, my Afro ate my dog. You are going to get Harut. Mike got his Overlord review. You are going to get Hafniel. Miguel Delion. Uh, obviously, you are going to be assigned Israfel. Latino stopped eating, waiting for Remington to get beaten by angels. You get, uh, Jophiel. Jackwagon says Angel Beats, even though I've never watched it. I just like charity. That's the spirit. You get Kefaral. It should have been the other Nakano. You get Lamasu, uh, a, a type of angel, specifically. Uh, Inuyasha is my favorite cryptid, believes in angels. You are going to get Malik Bell. Uh, I'm Rem say that Sean's grandma is a, an angel in bed. I can't hold it back anymore. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, I'm in hell. <laughs> you get Tawusi Malek. 
Uh, if you don't watch Heal a Girl, an angel beats a penguin up. Also, I Rem am still a girl. You are going to get a Metatron. Which doesn't sound like an angel, if I'm being honest, but it sure, is. why not? It, it, it is, funnily enough. Uh, that's The Angelic not, Decepticon. I... You'd think. You'd think. Uh, uh, I'm a demon for my angel. You are going to get Nidby. Hellorex, you get Nuriel. Go ahead, call the cops. It won't silence voices. They're getting louder. Please send help. You are going to get Orphaniel. Orphaniel, not Orphaniel. That's very different. Uh, Gilf Glory Hole coming soon to a rem near you. Warning, teeth not included, but she's an angel with an oven. Oh, so cursed. Uh, uh, you are going to get Poil. Darth Pikachu wants an Angel Beats review. You are going to get uh, Puriel. Crimson Reapers, just because of the scythes. You are going to get Raphael. Christmas is a wonderful time for a wholesome revisit of Future Diary. You will get Raziel. Chris Thorstad. Sandolphon. Carver 271. You are going to be assigned uh, Sorail. Beethoven 1201. You will get Sidriel. Uh, Arid Circle. You get Tarwan. Anime Girl. Wormwood. Anime Z is neither angel nor devil, for she is a rhombus. You are going to get uh Yufin Yufin I fucked that up. Don't worry about it. Uh, uh don't worry, you probably fucked up most of the other pronunciations uh, as well. So true. Uh Angel Beats you get Sean Secret Yaoi collection. Next is Angel Beats 2, and it cuts off. Uh you you have a little bit more space, I'll be honest. Uh you are going to get Zadkill. Uh, and there we go. Now we move on to the inappropriate Joey Wheeler tier, where, as Joey Wheeler, Sean will read or sing, if he's feeling festive, the uh, first line of a, a Christmas song or carol, and uh, and that will tell you, uh, and I will interpret that to see what gift you're getting for Christmas. Globalist. Uh, we start off with, Raftalia is my anime waifu has returned. Uh, no, no, not fucking Charles Dickens' The Christmas Carol. I... Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my favorite song. Long fucking song. Um... Okay. This is a cursed list. Uh all right, cool. Let's go with that. Um <laughs> Sorry, did you say the first line of a Christmas song or Oh, uh, probably. I mean, if I'll be honest, if you want to do a different one, you are more than welcome to. No, I mean, it's fine. I I like cuz part of me just wants to say Don we now are gay apparel because that's funny. <laughs> I, I you can't, but I I need it to be a little bit more Joey Wheeler if I'm being honest. Ah, fuck's sake! <laughs> I need some festive Joey Wheeler up in this bitch. So more than a little difficult. Uh, Don, we now are gay apparel. Um, you are going to you you're gonna get a a very flamboyant Christmas sweater. Uh, next up, we got Pizza Cotton Candy is my waifu. Uh, do you hear what I hear? 
Are you you getting a hearing aid? Jesus. (laughs) You know, hey, perfect. You've needed it for a while. Uh, Magic Ice Ball. Uh, Grandma got ran over by a reindeer walking home from our house Christmas Eve. Yeah. You're getting a new grandma. (laughs) 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 Oh, Christ. Uh, Hermione pegs Harry and Ron. Come, they told me, pa ra pa pum pum a newborn king to see, pa ra pa pum pum <laughs> You, you, you're getting mer. <laughs> Jesus. Dill would look like an angel in a dress, says Misaka decisively. My Joey Wheeler is terrible today. We're both, we're, we're exhausted, Rem. We've been recording for nearly three hours. It's fine. Uh... <laughs> On the first day of Christmas, my true love sent to me. You are going to get a restraining order because it is not reciprocated, unfortunately. Uh, next we go to my dear old mom. A silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright. You, you just get, uh, dear old mom, you get noise-canceling headphones, congratulations. Uh, then we go to Blood Cell. I guess the white one for the Angel Crusade, and I'm a Republican now. <laughs> no. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, God. Christmas is ruined. Holy shit. That's, that's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. What, what do they get? Uh, joy to the world. The Lord is come. What? Is that really the line? Well, The uh, Lord is come. <laughs> you are gonna get one very sticky Bible. Oh, God. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's your good old one-page Bible. Uh, it's all just sort of sort of locked in there. Uh, then, last but not least, we got Blake. Oh, God. This, I've never heard this Christmas song. Oh, I'm so hyped. But it is disturbing. Ahem. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do like, I'm going to give you the full, like, first stanza because like, it's, it's wild. (laughs) Um, Oh, I can't wait. Oh god, the full lyrics. No, I'm not going through the full thing. I'm not going. I'm not going to do that. Uh, but yeah, I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus underneath the mistletoe last night. She didn't see me creep down the stairs to have a peep. She thought I was tucked up in my bedroom fast asleep. What the fuck? Well, Blake, congratulations. You, you, you're getting the uh. uh... Brazzers subscription. You're getting a Pornhub <laughs> subscription for Christmas. Uh from your mother. So it's there's a lot of weird elements going on. Uh thank you all for tuning in. Uh if if you want to reach out to us, whether it's for a comment question, feedback, or recommendation, or uh to uh, c- c- complain or maybe maybe make maybe genuinely change my mind about the show. It is possible. You can tweet us at AnimeConPod on Twitter or send an email over at anime out of context at gmail.com once again guys thank you all so much for tuning in 
We love you all very, very much. Merry Christmas, happy holidays, and as always, don't fuck your sister. No, run, that's copyrighted. You gave me your heart, literally. I will say, we on this podcast are pro-furry. As long as it's handled in a healthy uh, and, you know, reasonable manner like fucking horse pussy. Uh, genuinely, Rem, I should actually tell you what the show's about, probably. That's prob- that is kind of what I do on the podcast. Angels like, I just get- drumming. No. Angels fucking ass. Yes, actually. Every time I hear joy to the world... The Lord is come. My eyes automatically messed up.